Welcome back, everybody. Hollywood Cole here for another H and K video game experience. Today we have Clearfire. What's up? And uh, also today we got a guest, Edgiest Thunder, back from EverQuest. What is going on? How's it going, guys? Welcome back. Glad Thank you. you. It's good us. to be back. All right. So today um, on the podcast we are going to talk about Destiny Two. So it's no secret if you've listened at all. That me and Claire are not real big fans of it. Yeah, but we well, actually, I have a, I have a, well, I have a love hate relationship with it. I wouldn't say wouldn't say I wouldn't say I hate it, but I wouldn't say I love it either. So whatever that means. So you're you're just uh, the not the commitment type, is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm yeah. very non-committal. On this. It's, yes, it's a PlayStation booty call game. <laughs> uh, Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, so uh, what we're gonna do is uh, kind of get a little bit of debate over... Uh, so, so first of all, before we start that, we met, me and Edgy and uh, Kuiper, it's her husband, and a lot of uh, the people that we play with are on my friends list now that playing Destiny uh, 1. So uh, that was a whole different experience. So I actually like that one. I'll talk a little bit about that. But that's how we all kind of met. And uh, Edgy still plays it, and Kuiper and, and all those guys still do, and they like it. So I'm glad that we have some other point of view on here. So it's always good to get equal time. If we're going to bash a game, hopefully, you know, if we get somebody that likes it, we'll we'll obviously give them a chance to to defend it. And uh, some of you guys like it out there too. I'm sure uh, that are listening, and so you'll get that uh, point of view as well. Any comments or whatever you guys want to leave on Facebook and stuff, we'll certainly mention it uh, if you're a fan of the game or don't like it. But uh, obviously during the next podcast y'all should do like a poll here. at the end of this for people that listen to it and so they can vote well yeah we will and Good. I actually did a poll on Twitter <laughs> and it's had Perfect. some interesting results before oh, I, I got on here I need to follow you on Twitter okay I guess yeah follow me on Twitter because I need all the follows I can get because I'm a new man at Twitter and everybody, nobody responds to my polls because I only got like 37 followers. Well, apparently like, oh Instagram and Snapchat are the new thing, so. Yeah, yeah I think that's what it is. So, okay, I'm going to do it because <laughs> I'm so, you're just like, I'm right here whether or not I should just jump off into this social media <laughs> deal or not. But because uh, I was going to do a whole oh, smooth gosh, ramblings getting about going that. now. <laughs> so now I'll leave it alone. Get but yeah, you're right. Uh, Instagram is a lot. I get a, We get a lot more uh, success on Instagram. We do, um, and I got a I got a Snapchat too, but I just do stupid stuff on there. It has nothing to do with the game. I just do a stupid to make my right, wife laugh. Right. I just do a, a dumb video. It's fun, um, but so Destiny. So before well, before we get started, let's talk about. Uh, we don't really have any news, so we're going to kind of forego the news. But we do want to talk about the contest that we're doing. Well, I have one piece I just want to mention. Oh, though. okay, go ahead. I do want to mention. Um, so. You know, last podcast we did mention about No Man's Sky, how they're having a new update and uh, everything was looking really great with it. Well, with this update, they call it No Man's Sky Next is the update, and all I'm hearing are amazing things about it. How fantastic it's looking, um, secrets in it. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff. I'm not going to tell you about the secret that I found out about it. But it makes the game really interesting and a lot more fun, too. So, um, guys, if you haven't played it yet, go check it out. Download the next update that they have. That's what they call the update is next. And I understand why, because it basically is like a new game. It's like what No Man's Sky was kind of promised to everybody in the beginning. And so it's made it just this more amazing game. It looks like it's a lot better as far as 
co-op playing with other people uh but yeah just go check it out it's gonna be fun i think i'm gonna grab another copy of it. i don't think i know as soon as i find a copy of it i'm gonna grab another copy of it and start playing it again it looks like it's uh gonna be a great game to play and follow after two years of being in purgatory it looks like it's risen from the ashes and actually gonna be something good so. has it been two years wow yes it's been two years that's good to hear actually, though because i mean the concept of that game there's just nothing else like it and oh, yeah. it's just so attractive to have that procedurally generated universe and everything and but i mean it only kept my attention for a week maybe tops wow. and then it was yeah. just over <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's re- good to hear yeah i remember uh when i got it i got it because of your husband kuiper he was like yeah. hey check this game out and we yeah. all three got it around the same time and all were playing it around the same time and we literally all put about a week in it and then just put it down because it yep. was that was about it so but yeah, guys out there listening, go check it out. It's it's a great game. It's by a small developer called Hello Games. There's only about twelve people working on the game. It's not a it's not not a lot of people working on it. Small development group. So uh, check them out. Uh, I think they've really turned the corner, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, excuse me, a lot of fun to play. Well, they went from one thousand people online to fifty thousand uh, downloading this next deal, and so everybody wants to see what it's about. So we'll see what happens. But, and I'm kind of with you. I don't know if I'm going to play it or not. So we'll see. I mean, if it's 20 bucks online, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I kind of am with Edgy on this one. I think it'll just hold my attention for just a, a week and then go away. But I don't know. I never played it. It does sound awesome. I mean, I was a big fan, proponent of the game, you know, when they were advertising it. Like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, obviously the first time, not this time. But um, I just wanted to wait and see. I didn't know what there was to do in it. If it's just, you know, it's literally you're running through space and you're like the solo guy, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a big wow factor the first time you load into it. Um, just because, like I said, it's just so novel and the concept is it's really amazing. It'll hold your attention for a little bit no matter what. But once you kind of realize, um, you know, before this update anyway, I guess, that there's just not much to do besides just look around at the, all the pretty <laughs> right. things. <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah. loses you. But anyway... I mean, you couldn't yeah. even you could not even physically run into people. Yeah, and that exactly. Was what, that, and that's what made it the big problem for me because it's like, you know, I, I like playing social games. And that's that's a lot of fun. I do like playing games by myself, but I, I was expecting No Man's Sky to be a game that I at least run into somebody on the same planet and go, "Hey, guy, what's up?" You know, and just right. keep on doing my own little thing. At least running across them, kind of like what like in Destiny One and Two, the the. Uh, social environment of the yeah, game because yeah. you do have that where you can actually cross through you know cross cross people in the in and actually playing the game not just in the social spaces of destiny i was thinking that no man's sky was going to kind of have something to that effect and it didn't yeah but now now it does or at least you can uh <laughs> co-op it so that it, it looks like it, it looks like to be you know a fun little adventure if they've you know if ever if what i've read is true you tripped so. me out because they, their big thing was like oh you can fly around and play for hours and never even run into a single person and then it turned out that that's the they worst just made thing the they could have done and, well yeah but then they, but then if you actually did they just made the other people invisible where you wouldn't see them right <laughs> yeah oh that's so funny but yeah, that's i remember reading one story on reddit that literally two people went to the exact same planet were standing in the exact same spot and could not see each other <laughs> and it's just like yeah, that's, guys come on you kind of kind of blew that up so <laughs> but I, I look forward to checking out the uh, checking it out now with this new update on it i think i think it could be fun all right so uh so you guys if you listen to the other podcast of resident evil 3 with coach 
we uh, talked about our next contest, which is the NES Mini Contest. So um, here's how you play it. You send in, uh, we're going to say a secret word here in a minute. You send that secret word to us on Facebook uh, to a private message. You can hit us up on Twitter or whatever, too. I mean, I anyway, to yeah, anyway, as long as it's a private message, not on any of our walls. And then we add you into the contest. You get an entry. Well, if you've liked the Facebook page, if you've liked the Twitter page, if you've liked the Instagram page, and if you've liked the Podbean, uh, Podbean you get a times two multiplier for each one of those. So you can get up to times eight. All right. So this will be the second secret word. And you can go back and listen to the old one too and still give us that word if you haven't done it already. And you can get that entry as well, all the way up until the end of the contest, of course. So. I told you guys uh, that not a lot of people were going to do this, so they don't want to take the time. And I'm, I'm kind of like that, too. You just kind of want to listen to the podcast and just chill out. I don't want to have to do anything extra, and I understand I'm the same way. And we hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, but the, those that do want to play or that are on the fence of playing, I told you guys we wouldn't have a lot of people doing it. When we first launched the Resident Evil 3 podcast, we get about 35 to 40 downloads right off the bat in the first 24 hours. And we have three entries. So three entries. Just three people sent us the word, and nobody's liked the, the pages yet. So <laughs> they are literally three entries. That is 7%, 7.5% of 40. So you got a good chance if you want to do this. Um, yeah, I can. If you like the pages and you enter, you're probably going to have a really good chance to uh, to get it. But anyway, it's an NES Mini. So we'll, we'll do a random drawing at, at the last, um, the podcast. Everybody will know that this, this is the podcast that we're going to announce the winner. We'll announce the winner on the podcast. You just contact us, say, hey, that's me. And we'll validate it and we'll send you the deal. So good contest. And also, too, don't forget the contest that I have running for the Black Hole Bomb Mega Man Pop. It's the E3 exclusive pop for Mega Man. All you have to do is tell me what two genre of pops I collect. Super easy. Send me that in a message, however you want to contact and let me know, and Mega Man will be yours. Yep, you can put it on your desk at work. You can put it on your desk at home. You can glue it to your car. <laughs> some so. people have done that. I actually I got in a conversation with some people on a forum, one of my pop forums, and they're like, how do you stick your pop to your dash that and doesn't like, ruin the value at all i'm sure no doesn't <laughs> ruin to. the value of the pop doesn't ruin the value of a car doesn't tear up <laughs> your car, dash. car. <laughs> nothing nothing yeah that not, doesn't hurt nothing none of that so yeah we have some uh not too bright people in some of the pop forms i follow but you know if that's if they want to glue if they want to glue a pop to the dash you know go for it you know i just hope you're not in mississippi or arizona or texas otherwise you'll come you know, come into your car one day and just have a blob of melted Purple. goo on your dash. <laughs> I mean, and it just doesn't sound like a bright idea. But, you know, to each its own. So, don't forget about that contest. Nobody has answered it. You actually had the answer in the Resident Evil 3 podcast. I gave you a clue, a.k.a. the answer. I know it's in that podcast, and I know it's also in the Collecting Podcast. Super easy. All you got to do is listen, and you win. I kind of want him, man. I'm going to get my wife to answer. Hey, if she answers, that's good. <laughs> that's kidding. That's not fair. Um, so, let's go back. Anything else before we get, jump to Destiny? That's it for me. Edgy? Good. All right. 
So let's go back to the beginning. So Destiny won. I actually turned Clearfire on in this game. When did you did you when did you get it? Did you, did you get it when it came out first Destiny? Yeah, day one. I didn't do alpha or beta, but uh, yeah, I had a day, a day one account. And what was it? September twenty fourteen, I think it was. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I started my Titan on that day. Or so you you saw the um the hype about it or whatever, and you knew it was coming out. And you knew you wanted it right away. Yeah, I guess I'd known for several months, but uh, just you know, it was big of a um. A gamer as my husband Kuiper is and everything just uh you know I'd never actually even played shooters before so I'd kind of um you know toyed with Halo a little bit of Call of Duty never really liked shooters um hadn't played a shooter since I don't know uh James Bond back on N64 yeah you know I'm all about (laughs) MMOs and EverQuest and you know, I played Grand Theft Auto sports games a lot, but I just had no interest in first-person shooters. So, but when you start to meld that first-person shooter with like space magic and like this promise of a big universe and all this stuff, I was like, oh, I might want to try that out and being kind of a role-playing thing. So, so that's what decided to try it. it. Yeah. Two of my favorite things she added in there that I love. Space everything magic. all everything always <laughs> relates back to James Bond on the sixty-four. I mean, it always does. It it's like it's like it's like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon with with James Bond and gaming. <laughs> there must it, have been really some is. subliminal messages in that game. I mean, yeah. uh, they just got everyone hooked to it. Everyone remembers exactly. those games. <laughs> is there any gamer our age that has not played James Bond? I'd want to meet him. Yeah, Goldeneye. We don't even call it what it is. Goldeneye. <laughs> I, I would love to meet him and say you had such a ch- sheltered childhood. I'm so sorry for you. Right. And then and then on top of that, you said space magic. <laughs> I love dropping the. I love dropping the space magic. I'm. A, I, I love playing Warlock. I've played Warlock in D1 and D2. Right. And so, I mean, I, I love dropping the space magic. So, did you care that Bungie was doing it? Did that even matter to you, Edgy, or was it just art, the MMO? I only knew of Bungie because of what they done with Halo. But right. I mean, I didn't really care either way. Um, and this was pre Activision coming in, right? Were they there from the they beginning? They were there from the I beginning. Yeah. They were there from the beginning. Yeah, they were from so, the beginning. So that, for me, that that was the big thing for because I loved Halo. Halo Three um, was one of my favorite ones of all time. I actually got Reach, and then I actually got ODST, and uh, we bought Four as well. And Four is what killed it for me. That was three three four three studios. Yeah. Uh, and Bungie went on to make this, and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is going to be phenomenal. They're they're killer at shooters. Um, you know, this top notch control. And just it's just the fun factor is going to be awesome, and um, and they're going to make it their own universe, and it's going to keep going. It's going to be great. So I'd heard about it, you know, and as I said before, the numbers when you shoot something and it's like, okay, it's RPG ish. I uh, can tell exactly how much damage you're doing. So I, I want to get this game. So and I, I didn't even have a PS4. And I actually had the white PS4 that the Destiny One PS4. Me too. That was the first PS4 I had. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, so that's the one I got, and uh, told Clear to go get this game. Because he was the only person that I knew that had a PlayStation 4 too, mm-hmm. uh, clear. Because we were all Xbox 360, so I'm like, hey, go get this yeah. game, and we're going to play this. So we went and got it, and then the rest is history. So we turn on the game, Destiny 1, first. And this is all important. I know we're talking about Destiny 2, but this is this is where I dro- derive my hatred. And yeah, this, you got to get so, the background. you got <laughs> to so, start from the beginning. Yeah, I don't hate the game, but... Um, we get the game, turn it on, and you're just like, "Oh my gosh, this is gonna be the what the first thing that uh, the little bot says." Well, I was trying to think of his Dinklebot. D- 
Dinklebot. He's, he's the first <laughs> voice. And he's like, oh, you've been dead for a long time. There's going to be a lot of things that don't make sense. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. This whole thing's going to unfold in front of my eyes. And it's just <laughs> eyes gonna, up, it's Guardian. Just gonna, yeah, so like this yeah. is gonna, we're going to learn all this as like as my character learns it. It's set up so perfect, first person. You're going through, you get all your guns and all this, and you get started. Well, you're kind of going through strikes and missions and all this, and nothing connects. And you're like, man, I've been playing this game for a long time. You know, I say a long time, 10 hours. And nothing is making sense. You know, something, something's got a gift here. Something's got to put together. You go to the queen and you're like, okay, now we're about to pick up the story. No, it doesn't. Turns out that the story got all jacked up for whatever reason. We're not going to talk about that. But the, the head writer that wrote all the Halo stuff quit. Um, the John Williams, or not John Williams, who the writer, <laughs> John Williams, he might as well be a John Williams for, for uh, video games. Uh, left, and so you're like, what happened with this game? So I'm starting to look, research all this stuff on YouTube and all this. Apparently, it's a big debacle. Uh, the the gist of it is, it seems like Bungie wanted to make a really great story, really deep, enthralling experience there, immersive experience. And at Activision was like, no, we want to make money, so we need to make this thing team and make it for everybody to understand. Everybody needs to be the hero. It needs to be simplified. So. We're going to keep the most players possible. I mean, that's that's still you can still make a great game by doing that, but they they left. Okay, so then that game came out in September. Three months later, we got um, what was that expansion? Dark Below. The Dark Below came out three months later. Turns out all that stuff was on the disc already. So now we're kind of going, what what happened? Why are we releasing something that was already on the disc? We should have already had it. Three months after that one comes uh, House of Wolves. A little bit longer than that. It's actually in May. So it was December was the first one, and it was closer to May that the House of Wolves dropped, so almost five months. Okay, so all within the first year, we're getting mm-hmm. content that's already on the disc, which is my whole thing, not to get into this, why you do not reserve games. If they thought they weren't going to sell it good, they would have released that content for free to try to draw in more players. Two raids, arena, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so they didn't. So now you're kind of, I, that's fine. You can still live with that. And then here comes... The yearly big drop, uh, both of the, all of those content, all of those uh, DLCs were fifteen dollars, unless you got the season pass, of course. And then um, should have gotten the, the season pass. I, I got the season pass. <laughs> I did. I actually, I actually had yeah. a season pass. Uh, and then the uh, the Taken King was the yearly one, which came out, and then boom, just smashed it. And it's like this is all the game the I was waiting for. And uh, great ways to get exotics. Another raid. We had, so we had three raids. The arena, the the quest, the way that they set up the quest. Tons of quests. And it, you just had a great time playing the game. That's when I started getting into it. Um, but then they introduced microtransactions uh, during this. And so... It's a curse every, word. Yeah, it is. And everybody goes... Very what, much so. What are you doing, Destiny? Or what are you doing, Bungie? And I was oh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. We're releasing this only cosmetic. And it's going to help us pay for these expansions. All the new expansions are going to be free. You guys don't have to pay for them anymore. Because that was their way to get around this hate from all the fans by saying, about when they release microtransactions, you don't have to worry about it. You're going to get free uh, DLC now. Okay, cool. So is what this DLC one that, did when we all get? the different emotes started? I don't even remember what they offered in Eververse back then. Yeah, emotes, dances, yeah, it was, and stuff. It was emo- emotes. You had, uh, you had some other cosmetic stuff. Uh, 
a lot of the times through Eververse was uh, at the beginning you could actually get uh, specific types of armor through Eververse. You could also gain it other ways, but uh, that was really the main yeah. uh, one of the main things. Yeah, I remember the Taken one. Yeah, I remember the Taken armor. That's all I remember. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was mainly mainly through Eververse packages. Now you could earn it other ways, but you know Eververse was like if you went and go ahead and pay, you could have it right away. Yeah. So this is an important turning point here uh, for Destiny when they did the microtransactions. Because they said, you're going to get free DLC. Don't worry about it. And what DLC did we get for free? Don't count events like Sparrow Racing. That's not DLC. That's That's just a new way to do business that they've been doing. I don't remember any DLC that came out, right? We, so, we didn't get right. we didn't get a free DLC because the next DLC that came out after that was the um, Rise of Iron. Yep, and that was what? How much? It's what another thirty dollar one, twenty dollars. I mean, I can't remember yeah. how much it was, but it was yeah. it was a little bit more than a normal one. But so we not didn't get as much we didn't get free care. DLC. Is all I'm saying. So that was a lie right there. And um, what what did they say was the reason we didn't get DLC? Oh, we're working on Destiny Two. So sorry, we got we got too much stuff going on with Destiny Two. All right, so whatever. I mean, yeah, that's we got to believe them at this point. We didn't get free DLC, so they got Destiny Two. Okay, Destiny Two hit, and it seemed like they forgot all of the stuff that they learned along the way. They didn't. You thought it's going to pick up where it left off as far as your taking King Quest and all this, and it was like back to square one. Okay. So that is, and, and so they, they did that. They, I think they even ended up admitting, like, yeah, we had Destiny 2 done year one Destiny, right after year one Destiny. So it seems to me like it's a huge money grab, and that's all they really care about. They don't, and, they, and they've broken the trust of the players because they've told us this, they told us that. Like, so, I got so much stuff I can say here. I don't want to take up the whole podcast for me complaining about it, but. They just lost all of my trust. I can't believe anything they say. Oh, this time they're really, they're really coming back. Like this thing right here. De- I'm going to talk about this later on. But this game informer, Destiny Two Forsaken. That's what they got on the front. Bungie aims to reignite the fire. What? Are you kidding me? On this one, they're going to make it all better again. This, they say this every single DLC. They say this time we're going to bring. We, we're listening to you guys, and we're going to make it better every time. And every DLC besides the Taken King and Iron, to be fair, from back in Destiny One, I didn't play any Destiny Two DLC, so, but I've heard about it. Only had like two quests, you know, even in the old ones besides Rise of Iron and uh, Taken King. Destiny Two is the same way, but hey, don't worry, guys, because Forsaken is going to reignite the fire, according to Bungie. So anyway, that is my deal. Edgy, shed some light on is Destiny Two good or no? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like a loaded question there. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think about it? Well, y'all are y'all have touted this as a debate, and I guess by default, I have to take the alternative viewpoint, um, which I'm happy to do. Um, no, if you have a negative viewpoint, throw it too. I mean, we, I, I, I personally want to hear what your outlook is because I know I've talked to Kuiper a few times, and it seems like he's always positive about it, even though there's the negativity there behind the behind everything even though you know because i know we play with the same group and everything and i feel like a lot of them still like playing it because i know rue and all them they still play it pretty regularly so yeah it's it's really interesting because when i'm 
online playing with the people that I play with on a day-to-day basis from doing weekly stuff, from raiding, doing Crucible or whatever, um, I never hear the things that I hear, like, say, on a forum on Reddit or, um, you know, just the, some of the negative things, um, and not to pick on you guys at all from what you've said on this podcast, but, you know, it, it's just interesting to see people that haven't played this game since Destiny 2 Vanilla pissed them off to still almost a year later be like hating on everything that's come out from it. So I I just find that really interesting and when I'm not even hearing that from the people that play it like on a day-to-day basis. So it's just um you know, I don't I don't know what that comes from and listening to what uh Hollywood is saying right now about kind of that trust that he had expected to be able to have from Bungie um since uh, did you were were you involved in other Bungie stuff before Destiny is or no, I'm just saying if you're gonna be if you're gonna come to the market and sell anything to a consumer, you still have yeah. to have that cut consumer trust, regardless if it's a video gotcha. game or whatever. You can't just keep saying we're gonna do this and this and take my money but never deliver. Sure, yeah. I and I honestly I don't even remember them saying there's gonna be free DLC. I guess I just I was either so into the game or the fact that, you know, I kinda do the the uh, PlayStation share play with my husband. Um, so it doesn't really doesn't really add up as much, um, but all I know is that yeah, paying thirty bucks once uh, half a year. Um, I guess that didn't really bother me too much, and I, I don't remember them saying there's going to be a free DLC. So that yeah, part, just an up, there was just an uproar. I mean, I have no problem with paying money for quality. Yeah, it right, was just a, right. It was just an uproar with these microtransactions because everybody's like, oh sure. great. Destiny's going down this road now. And then yeah. they say, no, 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 don't worry, guys. Here's what we're planning on doing with the money is to give you guys more content. Gotcha. Yeah, I see. I, I gotcha. Yeah, and um, when that came out, I hadn't been paying attention to any of the buzz of just the controversy around microtransactions, right? So I see this Eververse thing come in, and this is something that's been an EverQuest for a long time, and I just never really paid attention to it. Um so this comes in, and I'm like, I don't need to pay a penny, and I can still get all this stuff, no problem. Um, so I didn't have any problem with it. I'm like, if people want to pay money, then that's their own problem. But you and couldn't get the Carlton dance without paying, right? I no, I did, probably didn't care about the Carlton dance. To well, be I'm honest, just saying you but, couldn't get all you couldn't get all the stuff. Out but in-game. it's just you had to pay. for me. Playing Destiny and, and playing the game, um, you know, the shooter that it is, uh, playing PvE, PvP, uh, a dance isn't going to affect me one way or the other. So maybe fun, you know, haha, this is cool for a little bit. Look at this dance I have. Well, if you paid for that, <laughs> then the joke's on you, you idiot. Like, I'm not impressed right. by your Carlton dance right now. <laughs> so it's just, it's been the same thing in Destiny 2. Like, um uh, the the winter event came around and you couldn't get like it was I got maybe one item that whole time and it, it frustrated me I was like I, I expect to be able to get a little bit more from that that's probably when the RNG of it was at its worst and I was like and seeing people running around the public spaces with their full winter event armor and I'm like you just probably paid like 200 bucks for that. That's really dumb. And I'm yeah. just, meanwhile, working on my raid gear, my crucible gear that I can get anyway. So who cares? <laughs> there's, yeah. there, the, my point is, there's literally nothing that you need to be able to play the game well for what it's designed to be played for that you can't get from playing the game. 
I guess that's well, kind of so my point. So you, so you bring up a really good point there, um, especially sp- speaking specifically to that winter event in Destiny 2. Um, so they went back and they did some discovery that they know that their RNG algorithm was completely off on that. They actually went in, they said, we apologize, the algorithm was off. And so in essence, they did end up locking that entire winter gear behind a paywall. Yeah. And they knew about it before the winter event went live. Like there's some admittance to that. So that was the part for me that I basically said, Bungie, I can't trust you anymore. And that's where that's where my problem is. is but I it, it's all over Eververse? Yeah, like it was. This was all behind Eververse. Like, like it, it got. It basically it got locked behind Eververse. Yeah. They said that literally you would have to put in. Um, I forgot what they said. They said that that for you to even have a chance, not even for sure to get it, you would have to put in close to six hundred hours to have a chance at getting everything in yeah. the winter event. And it's like, okay, wow, you you did so bad on your programming. And you knew you did bad on your programming, but you released it anyway. Instead of delaying it and fixing your algorithm to where you're actually benefiting your player, the person that paid their $60 to play this game to begin with, and some people paid even more than that. Uh, People definitely paid a lot more than that. There's a guy that did a calculation, and he put a YouTube video up about, he was just going through all the the, uh, statistics, like probability simulations and the money you'd have to pay and it was an astronomical amount and like as soon as i see that i don't i really could not care less about this armor set that's not even going to help my character because i have everything else that's going to help my character so Hmm. it's just cosmetic stuff to me it just doesn't phase me at all it's like what you're saying clear you said that you said that bungie released had bad programming and knew they had bad programming released it anyway see i have a whole different paradigm view on that I don't think they thought it was bad programming at all. I, I thought they so released either. it on they, purpose. They, they took the money and laughed all the way to, to the bank. To, yeah. And but so the same way when they had If people paid for it, then who loses? <laughs> right. I mean... It's, well, yeah, then I you mean, have the, I mean, uh, you have I mean, the little... True, but that's true. But if you actually have your company come out and say that, oh, we had bad programming and we need to fix that for you, that becomes a deceptive practice at that point. Well, that's always oh, been a deceptive. That's that's and exactly so, my so, point. Yeah, so, it so sounds that's a like problem. a whole face lie to me, but problem. I'm going to keep playing the game and not paying for anything. Yeah. <laughs> and they have, and so they did the, um, the, the, the same thing with the experience, where they slowed down the experience when you grind. Remember, and then say, "Why are y'all slowing down experience? Why are y'all putting a throttle on experience that I make?" Oh, because I gotta have I have to buy these little orbs or something that helps me get the experience so I can level up. So for the same thing, they, the, the experience points were for Eververse cosmetic gear. They weren't for so they, well, up so, their well, exactly. They slowed it down. So okay, not experience for not no, not so for, well, well, not I'll actually. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, guys. Go ahead, yeah, quick. go ahead. I'll let Lindsay go. I know right. exactly what I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. So that they that's how you leveled up to get the yeah. Eververse so you stuff. could level up to max level. Everything and then, is even and, every, and good to go. Every level from that point on, you get a bright engram for right. cosmetic Eververse. So, yeah. so your bright engrams stuff you that nobody get, cares about. You got to get bright engrams to get. Eververse stuff, and so uh, or pay money for it. Well, they throttle down the, your your amount of time that it takes to get Bright Ingrams because they want you to pay for it, obviously. And so they got called out among the community, and somebody figured it out and said, "Hey, and oh, sorry again, just did like what Clear saying. Oh, we had bad programming on that too. Sorry about that. We fixed it, but now we're going to double the amount of experience it takes to get a Bright Ingram. So it's just a complete money grab, and this is what." 
kills me on the game. And I know that you're saying, why are you guys talking about this game? You don't even play it anymore or whatever. And I, and I know, but I'm just, it's because I don't, this, then we had Anthem. So the gaming community has turned it around uh, with Anthem and Battlefront and all this. So the microtransaction, now it's cool to not have loot boxes. Um, but we, I was just, we were just so afraid that we're going to, that this gaming community, this is a console gamer thing. At PC gamers, you guys might have, that dealt with this and that's maybe why it doesn't bother you but console we do not deal with with that kind of stuff and so i was afraid that that's where all these future games are going to start going and literally i mean it's only a matter of time you you get the microtransactions for just cosmetics and then hey we're going to do it for a little bit of more power on your weapon itself and we think uh, we saw all so that with battlefront the, the slippery slope argument is what is yeah. what you're getting at Okay. And we saw it with Battlefront 2, and then we then it just finally well, finally backfired. So not to get off on that, I, I want to. I also want to bring up the fact that too that I, I I'm I'm with Edgy on this side too because I wasn't t- totally into the whole cosmetics and microtransactions. The way that Bungie handled the microtransactions, yes, it was crappy, but that is not my reason why I am mad at Bungie and mad at Destiny 2. Uh, is definitely not my reason. It, yeah, you did do that. You did lock stuff behind a paywall and everything like that. That's great, fine, whatever. And I, I, once again, I agree with Edgy. It's cosmetic. Why do I want that? I don't care. I don't care what dances I have. If I can earn one, I'll earn one. Great. If I can get it, I can get it. Great. You know, I'm not out there to do that. I know the way that I can earn my game. I can earn my stuff is by playing the game. Mine is actually with the mechanics of the actual game and the way they changed it from D1 to D2. And I want to get us off this microtransaction thing because we okay. can do that. We can do that all night long. Well, I think we everybody made their point. So and we've good. done. And, and we've we've beat microtransactions dead in the ground. My, on this my question to you is: What is it about having to pay for any of those items that makes you not able to play the game in the same way and enjoy oh, it, it the same way? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. And that's what I'm saying is is that that's not my that's not my beef with Destiny. Okay. Is the, uh, it's not my beef. The microtransactions is not my beef. Microtransactions is just an issue with gaming altogether. Yeah. They so just what, what that, was just, you, that was just what, that was just what makes there. that make the game less enjoyable for you? The because it makes me feel like a fool for playing the game. Honestly, even if and you never touched Eververse, I never I never touched Eververse, and I never will. But I mean, it's, but reason is that's why I brought up the Destiny One stuff because I kept getting cheated over and over, expecting them that to keep their word, they're going to do it this way, they're going to do it this way, they're going to so do it, it this way. So it had to do with their promising. Yeah, and that's really what, what makes me mad about Bungie. And the, the microtransactions is just the the catalyst that they use to lie again. And so I don't really care about okay. the. And two, and two, if you ever want to get Hollywood fired up, just say microtransactions. That's, like, <laughs> that's, that's his trigger word. <laughs> that's his trigger word, and it will well, fire. It'll fire. It, it'll, it'll fire him off. <laughs> but right. I want to get. I want. I want to delve into actual points of what really made me upset about the game. Okay. And, and this, and the same things that I've, I've, I've expressed to several other people, several of our gamer friends, and everything like this. And I've asked him, "You tell me how you can say that you felt like you paid for a good game." Considering that they did this, so I'll start at the, I'll start at my little bit, bit of beginning with D one. Loved it. Loved how the guns were. Loved how you could get them. The whole thing that made me have fun playing the game was to get that God roll gun. I knew that it wasn't just going to be handed to me. I could go out there and you know do event after event, quest after quest, mission after mission, what have you. Just trying to find that one specific God roll gun. I what, was, never, what was your favorite God roll uh, combination on a specific gun? 
paleo contact with um, stability. I had max stability on it. To me, it was my god roll gun in P in D one. It was my go to gun. I played it all the time, and I had the I had the god roll hung jury where I could shoot you from across the board, and my gun would never move from recoil. Okay. So those two were my those were two were my all time favorite guns from D one. I played the mess out of them, and I loved Word of Crota. Um, it was a great hand cannon, one of my favorite hand cannons. And then, of course, you know, everybody played forever to get Galahorn. I mean, that was the, that was the god gun. It didn't matter what role it had, which it was a locked role because it was exotic. But it had a god role, and you played forever to try to get it. Right. You know, and then, and then you have D2 come around. They lock stats to all the guns. None of the guns have randomized stats. They're all lock stats. And... You no longer have the hunt for that one gun like you would did with Galahorn. Every gun was basically handed to you. You could get it very easily. And that made me so mad as a gamer because you took away the value I had in the game and the playability and the replayability. Because that's something we talk about in the podcast all the time if you listen to us. Fun factor to us is replayability. How much can I go in there and replay this game and still have fun doing it? Right. If I can't play, if I can't play a game over and over and over and have fun with it, I'm gonna put it down, walk away from it, and I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be tired of it. It's, it's, it's gonna feel like a waste to me. And yeah. for me to go in and play a quest over and over and over and get the exact same thing over and over and over. It doesn't feel like it's advancing the game for me at all. And that was a huge problem. And a lot of people had that problem. Because it's like, you had this amazing base. And, th- and this is the same argument I hear from people that absolutely love Destiny. And I'm not saying that you're in that group, Edgy. I'm just saying this is from a general consensus of people that are basically like the extremist fanboys. You know, I, I hear this argument all the time. I'm like, okay, well, we've got D2. Why in the world did we scrap everything we had in D1? And they're like, well, D1 was three years of a game because you had D1 year three, and then when you get D2, that's a new game. I'm like, yeah, but you had this entire base and this entire amazing formula of a game. And then you literally take it when you get D2 and throw it out the window. Don't get me wrong. I get the idea of, you know, you're losing all your weapons. I mean, it fits in the story. That's great. The story was amazing in D2. I loved the story. It was compelling. It had that great feel to it. I loved how you um, got back your power even though I felt like you got it back too quick because it kind of made the story shorter in my opinion because you could play the story pretty quick if you just really sat down and pounded through it. So it's just one of those things where you had this amazing formula in D1 and then you come up to D2 and it's like okay, we're going to drop D2. How? What's the best way we can do this? Oh, let's scrap everything we did in D1 and start over. And so that's where my beef is, is like, why did you do that? Why did you ruin such a great game that you had, such a great formula, and throw it out? When you go back and you look at Call of Duties, yes, each time a Call of Duty comes out, it's different, but it builds off the same basis from before. It, it, you know, it, it builds off of that structure. And from D1 to D2, it's two completely different games. I mean, you're looking at a different different well, her, ways you lay your guns let her out answer and all the, of that. Uh... Let her answer the weapons deal. Or if you Go remember. ahead, yeah. So when you say completely different game and totally scrapped everything, my first thought was, okay, so you got your weapon roll thing and you got your, you know, what gun you can equip in which slot. Those are the two, I guess, like sandbox mechanical things I can think of. Maybe one other thing is the fact that um, in the beginning, and this has changed now, um, your armor rolls were 
pretty much totally inconsequential. And we're like, oh, that kind of sucks. I mean, it'd be nice to be able to really make a build that's optimized to regening your super and uh, mm-hmm. decreasing your grenade cooldowns and all this stuff uh, like it was in D1. So that's another thing that they kind of, that they just completely did differently in D2. Um, trying to think what else they've done differently. What, were, they, were they good changes? or I mean, what did you think about the changes? Or, and, and if they're good or bad, why do you think they, they did so, that? What is your perspective? On initially, and this this might be kind of a, a, a strange reason to say this, but when they talked about not having the random rolls, I was like, oh, thank God. Now I don't have to have like a million guns in my vault because I'm trying to get that perfect roll. And I can just kind of, you know, have a gun that, you know, this name gun, Better Devils or, or whatever that is going to be the best hand cannon and I can have that one hand cannon and I can not have the clutter of trying to search all the time, which is like the total opposite of what you said. You enjoyed that aspect of it. I loved that aspect. That was so, so much fun. I found it exciting when there was a God roll of something, but I felt like I was so fixated on that sometimes. And it's like, well, it'd be honestly be better if I can just, you know, have this, this loadout for my my gun setup and just not even have to worry about it so i could definitely see the drawbacks of not being able to hunt that god roll i had a couple god roll weapons but for me it was like well that'll actually kind of make things a little bit simpler when there's so many mechanics in the game that are complicated that you have to really optimize so i was uh actually kind of on the relieve side from that i was a little bummed about the armor stuff um, uh, but again, that's, they've kind of made up for it in other ways. Um, and I can get more specific on that, but going to the, which guns you can have in which slot. Um, uh, first I thought that was kind of weird. Um, it's like, well, this is definitely different. It just felt like, um, it's like, well, there go sniper rifles. Like, uh, mm-hmm. that, those aren't going to matter anymore. And it's just, it, it totally changed the way you, you loaded out your guns. I mean, you pretty much the only thing you want to run in a heavy weapon slot is a rocket launcher or sniper rifle or shotgun. And yeah. that's it. It just depends on the situation. So yeah. it, it kind of limited the things in that way. But again, at the same time, it just made you shift your strategy which made things interesting for me. So I can kind of well, see the pros and cons there. So let me, uh, so just, I kinda, let, me I, let me field this question with you guys real quick, if mm-hmm. you guys don't mind. So uh, Destiny 1 and 2, the content, that, you know, what I liked about, and I'm going to speak a little bit about 1 here too because it's the one I played the most. You know, it was perfect for me. People say it's just kind of uh, not a lot of content. It's real simplified or whatever, which I liked because I could come home from work and sit down and play a strike. But, I mean, you have to admit that the, you, you're doing the same strike over and over and over. Yeah, and that, over that was and true over. in D1. Yeah, that, and, and that's D2. That's what you said, yeah, yeah. And so the only thing that made it more palatable, so to speak, is this time I'm going to run with a shotgun. This time I'm going to run with a sniper rifle. And this time I'm going to have a rocket loadout. This time I'm going to have a fusion rifle. This time I'm going to have a sword. This time I'm going to have a machine gun. This time, you know. But now you got auto, pulse or scout or pistol or whatever, same thing as a scout. Obviously, that makes a little difference, so I get it. But you don't get that. I mean, you're not going to do massive damage as you would with a invective. Oh, there are some burn. things that do massive damage that you'd be surprised. Now, now, well, now, so, so now it does. Yeah. 
But that yeah. was my big turnoff. Like, is because I mean, Ward, Ward, Ward left Cole, no Cole right off the bat did massive damage. Did what is damage. it? Not, Ward that's Cole. like at the bottom of my list, even. Oh, I, I mean, I, I mean that, that that's one of the lowest ones. I mean, one of my favorite ones is uh, I can't even Merciless. I mean, that one. That, just, that, that one is also going to the bottom. Um, well, heavy we- you're good, talking about heavy weapons. Or are you talking about normal weapons? We're just talking about. Uh, you said massive damage. Just thinking of some right. examples. Of- yeah, well, so they all heavy. Well, well, massive damage. Even 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 when you were in D one, your massive damage are only going to come from your heavy weapons. Your no, not, I disagree because when you had the, f- the flame burn or some type of burn, and that's what changed. They, they did yeah, but that's, yeah. A, that's a burn. We're not talking about burn. We're no, not. That's exactly what I'm, I'm talking about. You had to you had to keep the stuff different. So the epitome keep- of what you're talking about is the Galahorn. No, what I'm talking about is okay. Let me let me rephrase in. Massive yeah. damage is great. But what kept me coming back is what I was trying to get at. So an invective with a fire burn. Okay, so now uh-huh. there's a there's a arc. What is the fire? Uh, you're, talking, you're talking. So, you're talking. You're talking about burns and modifiers. Well, not modifiers really or whatever. Weapon, but you not, have a mo- per se the yeah, modifier going on. That yeah. So modifier going on in a, in a strike. And yeah. it's a flame. Or it's a better one was arc. Okay, so I could run with the um, the uh, and I'm sorry, I forget but the, the the one primary that was an uh, that was an arc burn. That's a uh, exotic. Zalo supercell. Zalo yep, supercell. I could run with that. Yeah, but I, I mean, this time I'm going to run with my um, Plan C. Gotcha. And you know stuff like that that you could change it up, and you could you know you go to a boss with a when it's arc burn and you got a fusion rifle, you can burn them down so fast. But and I'm talking about Destiny. I'd be honest, Destiny Two Vanilla. So all I'll please, of that is that. still so true, so yeah. so true. Um, okay, the, so why did why the did they and not the burn? Um, but yeah, why did they take that still out? Optimized for that. 100%. They took it out for Destiny too, though. They, so, did, they didn't take that out. They did. They it, it was yeah, Singe is, li- well, is a lot have less a heavy weapon though, and you had to wait, find the rarest heavy ammo. No, nope, there, there's a lot of lot of energy weapons too. So first of all, you're throwing you're throwing Hollywood. I'm sorry, I have to I have to no, burn I'm you a sorry. little bit. I'm just, I'm but, just telling but you, but you're throwing you're Destiny throwing one. you're throwing junk in the, junk in this that that's no consequence whatsoever. Because when you're looking at the burns and everything, it's a it's it's almost a different format from D1 to D2 because they went from burns to singes, so it's less damage, which that's fine because they were they were they were wanting to make you work harder for that. Um, you know, and, and I really think that throwing that in this conversation right now is taking us way too far. Took a few steps no. too far. Yeah, in the I, conversation. I, I, I totally so me, get it. So right. let me just clarify this real quick. So all, all I was trying to get at is that that there's you have to constantly do stuff, and that that seemed like Destiny One. All my opinion is is from Destiny One to Destiny Two. Destiny One offered a little bit more variety to play through those strikes, and Destiny Two is all I'm saying. Forget about the burns and all that, but that was just a couple of poor examples, apparently. But uh, well, that's all I'm saying. So um, I have to disagree with you a little bit on there because from me, from me playing D2, I did have some of the variability. The only problem was is when you're looking at the variability, um, you've got to explain first what the differences are in the guns between D1 to D2. Right. And this is where the variability changes. You go from having your loadout of having a um, primary, secondary heavy weapon to kinetic energy and power. Yeah, that's that's the point and, I was raising. And that's and that's the change yeah. that was made, not really the change of you having the variability in loadouts because yeah. you can still you can still have a lot of variability in loadouts in D2. It's just now it's so focused on you having that kinetic weapon, that energy weapon and that power weapon. Now, when I say kinetic weapons, it's any weapon that doesn't have any type of uh, damage modifier on it like a solar arc 
or void burn. It has yes, no, it has which... none of the, none of that that ability on it, and your kinetic slot. Then you go to your uh, energy slot, and it has that. Yeah. And then your power, you have now from D one to D two, you have moved most of your guns that were in your secondary slot down into your power slot as well. And so you don't get your you don't get your sniper, you don't get your shotgun, you don't get your fusion rifle in your secondary slot. You now have it in your power slot, and that totally changes the way that you actually look at guns. Like Edgy was saying, it literally made a sniper rifle null and void. I have oh, not no. touched that's a sniper Initially, point. initially and, and I'll, I'll, we can get back to that. Yeah. So I, well, I'm just, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to go from the D1 to the D2. Well, let me I'm not ask trying to step to the other quick. stuff. Which yet. kills faster, a hand cannon, an auto rifle, a pulse rifle, or a scout rifle? Depends on how good you are. It depends on okay. what you are. Yeah. You get same skill with all of them. You shoot all headshots. Which kills faster? Depends on which gun you got. I mean, it really does. It all boils down to what you have. Depends on what you, buffs they're they all. Give you they're all god rolls. What were the choices again? It's auto rifle, scout rifle, pulse rifle, and hand cannon. Hand cannon. And can it kills faster? How much faster? Is it? If I had a shotgun, would it kill faster? A sniper rifle kill faster? A fusion rifle kill faster than any one of those four? If you got a headshot, sniper rifle will kill faster. Yeah, and so you had that option in D one. If you and you do have the option in D two too. I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about the update stuff yeah, here in a minute. I'll, but yeah. D two vanilla. This is. I mean, I can only speak to D two vanilla. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Uh, you had to get that. You had that option if you had a heavy ammo, uh, but obviously a rocket launcher kills faster than a sniper. So you kind of with those tiers. You had your primary that killed, you, you know, just does damage to all the minor stuff. And mm-hmm. you start getting to your secondaries. You get a little bit heavier damage than if you did come across some heavy ammo. You're like, man, I'm just blasting. That's what was so fun. T two, I felt like took away with that because your primary and secondary are both, you know, pulse so, and whatever. If I well, can, can I? I, 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 I and I have to do one. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to. I have to correct you on one thing. A rocket launcher and a sniper rifle can kill you both in the same amount of shots. They both can kill you one shot. They both can kill you just as quick. Okay. So I'm, but, so, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he said headshot, and I was thinking like an actual line of headshot. The same amount of time. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm not talking about PvP, but well, I mean, you said headshots and everything, so I'm just trying to keep it all the same. Okay. I guess. Sorry. Go ahead, Edgy. So if I can talk through some of the specific logic behind the way the three different weapon slots are now so you brought up that you had the um the primary slot that's your good just kind of trusty reliable steady yeah, damage you had your secondary there's a little bit more and you have power which is like if i have power ammo i'm about to wreck something so you're talking about destiny 2 right now that's destiny 1 okay Destiny 2, now we've talked about this, how, like, okay, sniper rifle is now a power weapon, shotgun's now a power weapon. At first, that was so weird, because I was so used to running it in the secondary slot in D1. Now, um, so going through the logic of those slots, so now you have, I think of a group as, as kinetic and energy, right? So you can have all the different types that can go in that slot in either one. For example, you can have a kinetic hand cannon, energy hand cannon, kinetic SMG, energy SMG. So they're they're not interchangeable, but you can have each weapon type in those slots. So the logic is you're going to want to um, use an energy weapon with the elemental burn that fits the situation. And that burn type is going to do the best against an elemental shielded enemy. Now, against any other type of enemy, the kinetic weapon is going to do better. 
So it gives you a little bit of strategy and play there. You can run two hand cannons, you can run a scout and an auto rifle if you want a close range and long range, and you can play with which one you put it in which slot. Um, but it kind of it, it introduces a little bit of strategy there. So now if I took that and went back to D1, D1 would be so weird and I wouldn't be able to function. So it's just kind of like that that like this is a learning curve and I don't know what to do with it now um, kind of weirdness. So with, with kinetic and energy now is fine. Now, the other point we talked to was... Well, which one do you like better? Just let me ask you a question. If you had to pick one, Destiny 1 loadout or Destiny 2, which one would you prefer? Uh, Destiny 2 by a long shot now. Okay. So, and, and we also talked wow, about the, awesome. the snipers and shotguns being moved to the heavy, which was also really weird. I was like, crap, now if I want to use a sniper rifle, I have to get heavy ammo. That kind of sucks. But now it's like, well, kind of makes sense. Um, you know, I can use a scout rifle in my energy slot which may not get a headshot every time, but these sniper rifles that they're introducing now, especially the exotic ones, like they are the meta for so many things. And we can talk about, have y'all heard about the Whisper of the Worm that just came yep. out? Mm-hmm. So talking about some of those things, like the sniper rifle, it makes sense for it to be a power weapon. A shotgun, I guess I'm just used to it being a power weapon now. And it also, it, if you have those close encounter situations, it is it will wreck face. Like, it's crazy. The Escalation Protocol shotgun, like, nothing can touch it in terms of being able to get up in an enemy's face and just melt them. It's crazy. So, to me, those those archetypes of weapons belong in the heavy weapon slot to me. And so, I've, like, I've kind of done this shifting from, okay, this is weird, I, I miss my sniper rifle, being able to have ammo at all times, to now it's like, oh yeah, my sniper rifle is my big gun. I'm getting ammo for that and I'm going to go with it. And I'm using my strategy and my kinetic and energy weapons, um, and they're working out perfectly too until I get to a moment when I need that heavy ammo, if that makes sense. So I'm still I'm still of the opinion that I think the D1's better. Uh, the D1 the D1 weapon style is better. Yeah, because that's is my, what you're that's what you've played the most well, of, right? That's what I played most of, but that's I did, me, but, I, yeah. but I but I, but I played but I have played deep into uh, D2. I've played all of um uh, all of the uh, of uh, Curse of Osiris. I've played all of Warmind. I mean, I haven't put as much time into it because it just hasn't captured me as much basically for the first reason I stated because I have no drive to go hunt the guns anymore. You know, that's yeah. that's me. I I'm I I, grew, I loved playing Borderlands Borderlands 2 because it was a hunt for guns. You hunt for guns, you play these yeah, that was things the over and over like over. random roll and, and random roll guns. Mm-hmm. And and that's and that's how I viewed D1 cuz D1 had that element in it, random rolls and everything and D2 take that away from me. The the thing that I had the problem with and that I saw a lot of on D2 versus D1 was a lot of the metas in PVP that people right now the only gun that you see that I mean I played it about two weeks ago and the only gun that I got shot with in um, PvP was either the Gravitron Lance or the uh, Vigilance Wing as it that, that's all other people were using I'm running around I'm using my prosecutor from Trials and um, a, the Raid um kinetic auto rifle and either a sword or my merciless in my power slot and i'm just getting my kills like i normally would anyway and doing pretty good but it's like so many people are stuck to i see more of this in d1 in d2 than i did in d1 that 
that the large amount of player base are playing with just one or two guns versus all the random different guns that people were playing with in D1. I can't tell you how many times I saw so many different random guns I got killed by in D in D1 versus D2. And that's where I feel like D2 has really hurt themselves, or where Bungie hurt themselves. Now granted, I know that when Forsaken comes, that all changes. Lots of gun stuff changes and everything. Yeah, it like totally but, flips on his head. <laughs> like, exactly, it's not like, restricted like at all, which is another. Exactly. It's like weird to me again. Like I don't know if I'm gonna like this because. It's, I mean, well, it's changing. It's changing the entire game. Yeah, it really it, is. It's it, gonna it's change the all game. over again. But it's like you can have your D one or you can have your D two. Pick one. But, but that. But that's my point, though. It's j- they're having to change the game again just to try to bring the player base back. If you look back at if you look back at it and everything, the way the game was um, in D two, the player base was off the charts for the first week. But because they put in they because they don't have random rolls, they don't have all of these activities for you to do in you know like like you did because you know in D one the only way for you to get max level was to do the raids. You had to do the raids, or you had to do trials. You had to do some type of in game activity in D one get max yeah in D one. You had to do some type of end game activity to get there. And I think that it started to change once you start here hitting year three of D1. But in year one and two of D of D1, where we played our most, we played our most during that time. Because when Taken King came out, I remember there was nights that we were staying up until 4 a.m. going to work at 6, six and 7. You know, playing, playing, no, taking cake. We would never do that. Never, never. But I remember us staying up that long playing that game, and I don't ever remember playing D two like that. Like, never dumped that much time into it. Now, y'all might have because I didn't get to raid with y'all much just yeah, because schedule things are changed. <laughs> but you know, and and um, we'll start talking about the raids in just a second because that's another point of that, contention that's, I have. That's going to be my 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 big and, like talking and, point and i have a huge i have a huge beef against against that mm-hmm. but but just getting back to the whole the gun system I, I mean really honestly the gun system changes the game if you change the gun system you change the game because that's how you kill things that's how you do the majority of what you do in the game yeah it and changes the, the flow of and the strategy exactly honestly and the it, strategy cha- it, cha- it changed the entire game for me and granted when i first played it i was like okay i could get used to this and I was having fun with it at first. I'm not going to lie. I mean, because like I said, and like I say all the time, I have a love-hate relationship with D2. Mm-hmm. D1, absolutely love the game. D2, I have a love-hate. There's points that I love the game, points that I hate the game. But it's a love-hate. It's definitely a love-hate. And, and <laughs> the, my, my biggest... love. Well, love-hate. I mean, a little bit more. <laughs> but the, it's just, it, it was just frustrating to me once I played it and I hit you know, top level at level 20 and start hitting, start getting close to max light. It's like, I haven't even done the raid yet and I'm already at max light. That's, that's not right, you know? And then I look around and everybody in every single social space is max level, max light. And the raid hasn't even dropped yet. And I'm like, what's going on? And that to me was a big sign that this game is going to have a huge player base drop off. And what happened, it was a major drop-off really quick because everything was just too easily attainable. There was not any grind for weapons, for things. And it took that out. It took a lot of the fun of so this is in D- out for me. this is in D2? Yeah, yeah this is in D2 because, like, if, heck, first week of hmm. D2, I, I can't tell you how many people I saw were max level and the raid dropped, you know, 
what so, I think it was a week or so after. I would I would argue that crazy. they that through D one they had played the routine and played the weekly grind and mastered it to such a point that they optimize the RNG. They're running three characters, right? So if you're running three mm-hmm. characters, your second character that's lower is going to leapfrog the character that's higher. So you got to be running three characters to get max light that fast. But they learned how to do that. And like everyone's posting like, oh, how can you get max light as fast as possible? Because they knew it was important for the end game. So I would argue that that's the reason you saw it so soon versus but D1. D2. But, but D2 didn't have the level advantage if you had a pl- if you had a character at at a higher level than another character it didn't level up faster they didn't have that in d2 they said they took it out and that's where that's where it, that's where if if that was in play then i could say yeah i could see that but there's but another reason have, for why it happens it, but they didn't have that but my thing is is in d1 it didn't happen like that it didn't matter if you had th- i mean at one time i had three warlocks but I still wasn't leveling up super fast, even though I could get my other two warlocks up really quick because of that level increase, level advantage, because they were below my max level character. Yeah. I could still get them leveled up. You didn't have that in D2. And I know that, you know, you you using your characters to do all the weekly weekly things to get that and everything, That's I mean, that's that, that was just part of Destiny anyway. That's part of the environment. But I'm talking about I knew people that had single characters, had one, one character. Didn't have all three characters. Had one character and were max light before the raid. No, several that were that way. And it's just and it's just crazy that it was that easy to get there. And see, I, that's I, my point. I don't see mathematically how that's possible because if you only have one character and you get five engrams per week, powerful engrams, and you're starting hundred something below the max light and you have five weekly weekly engrams the raid comes out the same week vanilla drops how that mm-hmm. would be possible I, I just don't see oh so the, uh, bungie did admit that um i don't know about the max level and all this but yeah they did admit hey we tried to dial it down too much we wanted to make it more for casuals but we kind of overdid it yeah uh, and so we're trying to change it so they did admit that it was a little little bit easy to get light more faster than it would be for yeah there's a lot of non-in-game stuff you can do to hit max light Uh, the weekly stuff i was just talking about strikes and crucible and yeah uh, nightfall and everything so yeah it's like not like you have to do a raid or you never have to step foot in a raid in fact those of us that are raiding now got to max light before we started raiding and that's actually what you want to do if you want to be competitive in it but well and what's what kills me what kills me out of all of it is is you can see people with characters that have max light with blue, but with bl- with all blue weapons, which are like your most are almost the most common thing. You and people were getting you can't you, like blue weapons can't go. You can't put a plus they five can't, mod they can't in now. them. They they can't now. But they they were able to get up. It um. The, well, there's I've a seen, there's a blue level cap that they could have reached. Yeah, that that's that's in there now. It wasn't there in vanilla at the very beginning of D two. It no, wasn't it, there. It was. Then how in so the world did I see people? You could with, drop the with blues, all blue weapons. Blues all the way would up. drop up to a certain level, which would be easily fifteen levels below the max, and that's always been that way, even since D one. So you I knew that get, was bl- blues can help you level up to a certain point, but not to a point that's going to help you with like the later stuff. 
But what I'm saying is, is I, and I know that that's how it is, and that's how it is, especially now because I see it when I'm playing it. Because now, you know, I'm nowhere near max. I'm like 345, 350, somewhere around there, and all my blues are dropping at 340. And so I'm like, okay, that's where they should be. They should be at like around yeah, that like until that you low hit level. like the next like group of five levels, and then they can they'll scale up a little bit with you. But it just depends yeah. on where the rest of your gear is. Well, I've I've seen a handful of players with and. I, now they might have just pulled the wool over so, my eyes. No, what, what it is is this, Jonathan. So, uh, per Reddit six months ago, what's the max level a player can get with blues? And three thirty-five, though it's rare, but it says you're three thirty without the mods. You got to get mods, and you can bump it up to three thirty-five. So, what, what Reddit says, I don't know. Max level and in the six, game was three thirty-five. Yes, and you could get max level with blues at three thirty-five. I saw a few players doing it. And that's what I was saying. You can't, is, you can't at three thirty-five if the max level is three thirty-five with blues because you can't have plus five mods in blues. Okay, so that so that's just what Reddit's saying. So it says without mods, with mods, you could make it a three thirty-five. But so they're okay. So, so all I know is somehow well, people were fine. people were doing it, and and we and if somebody can if somebody can prove what I saw wrong, then then by all means, please do. But like I said, I just saw some that had that, and that was one of the big issues. I'm like, okay, if you can get blues to get you all the way up there, then that's, yeah, that's a it, problem. That's, it wasn't, that's a wasn't, broken pot. It wasn't possible at all. This person says, because I corrected, I answered correctly, that's, that's not how the game works. The max level at launch was 305, and max level blue items could give you as 260, with mods bringing it up to 265. So this is just Reddit forum. I mean, this is not Bungie or it's not Bungie or anything. But like I said, I saw I saw it. Now I haven't seen it since since um, uh, Curse of Osiris. I haven't seen it since then. I'm talking about just the very beginning of a uh, thing up to Curse of Osiris. I did see a few people posting, yeah. "Hey, look, I'm here, max level, and all of their stuff was blue." And right. I'm like, "How are you doing that?" So, so uh, but, can I can I explain how that happens? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, and and I played from day one of Destiny to hours every day grinding specifically to hit max level for rating uh purposes so blues will stop dropping um above a certain level and you have to get powerful engrams and powerful gear to get you to the next tier so say for example it was 305 and a blue can get you to 265 well then you need to start getting powerful engrams to get you to 270 275 280 and then the blues will start kind of creeping up and light behind you as you go until you hit max level and then occasionally a blue will drop at max level but you have to already be there from getting the powerful gear does that make sense okay All that right, might that have been sense. why you saw it yeah i saw it and i was like okay how did how in the world do you get a blue that high because a blue should never be that yeah they'll, they'll drop that high if you are max level and it's only very rarely. Um, yeah. And there was, it was interesting. There are some blues, and still to this day, if you look at the ranking system on Destiny Item Manager, that are like actually really, really good. Some weapons that are great. They have yeah. great rolls on them. And it, I always thought that was kind of funny that they hid that in there. Um, so there's really not a reason to have a blue unless it has that kind of rating. Yeah. A, a rare uh, that, item, I should say, and that, and that's what I'm saying. I did I didn't know if they got up there and blues got them not all the way up there. Blues. I'm just absolutely. I'm not. just saying. I'm just saying, seeing a person max level with all blues, yeah. to me that's an issue. I mean, because... I can get on and do that right now because I have a lot of 380 blues mm-hmm. that I just saved to yeah. infuse into stuff. But and you know, and, so, and, and to me, and to me, that's an issue because in D1 you could never get a blue get that high. 
you know, it, it, when we were yeah, max it was always like fifteen light uh, below. Uh, or they were always so much lower, and that and that to me was another major change they did in D two. And I'm like, that doesn't seem right to do that big of a drastic change from one game to another, especially if you're trying to keep your same player base. Yeah, no, rare items are so inconsequential. No, no one wears rare items so. at all ever. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. Thing. I mean, well, you shouldn't. After you get past a certain level, rare items shouldn't be it. You should be going to your legendaries and exotics at that point. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's just a natural progression of a game. But just mm-hmm. seeing, just seeing that they put it to where you could do that and have that gap, it just to me didn't. It was one another one of those things. I was like, really, Bungie, you let that happen like that. So, so um, I just want to ask you guys, what, uh, what are De- or Edgy? What do you think about the first expansion? How many expansions are there? Two now. Oh, the first expansion was garbage. Okay, <laughs> and the second one was. Are there two? So yeah, Curse hard. of Osiris and Warmind. Okay, but Warmind was okay, or yeah, it was it. So what was better about it? Curse of Osiris was uh, it was very very thin, very thin. Um, it was kind of a cool like oh we get to meet Osiris now and kind of his lore and his mystique that he had around him and uh, you know his ghost Sagira they get separated and you have to reunite them. Um, just like usual with Destiny, very um, small number of story missions to get the whole story done, and then you load into Mercury, and it's like, this is it? Like, what? Mm-hmm. What is this? And there, like the the new public event was like nothing that ever done, but there was one public event. I'm like, well, crap! Like this really sucks. And you know, I would keep doing the Leviathan raid, and I would keep doing this and that, and working on the prophecy tablets and the helmet, the uh, Saint fourteen quests and that kind of stuff um to get those weapons but for me like that was the one point in destiny 2 where i hit max light three four weeks and then just stopped playing destiny 2 for a while honestly got back into everquest did my thing there um would come on every now and then but like usually when i hit max light i'll keep grinding i'll keep working on my other characters but after curse of Osiris, i was like eh, there's nothing else to do i'm gonna you know, yeah. focus on school, focus on whatever other game I want to play. Yeah, yeah, that one sucked. War Mind's another story. I'll let you guys get to your impressions of Osiris if you want. Uh, I'm well, sure you agree. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's only going to be me because Hollywood didn't play it. Yeah. But, um, Curse of Osiris, exactly. I'm the exact same impression. It was just so boring, so flat. Mm. Um, you know, my biggest problem was, is why in the world did you make Osiris bald? <laughs> looks right. terrible. He looks terrible bald. He looks so awesome with his helmet and his armor and everything. He looks yeah. so it's like he needs to dude, he's gonna be on. so awesome. <laughs> he pulls his helmet off and he's bald. And I'm like, we don't really need Mr. Clean in this game. I mean, that's just was my impression when I first see him. It's <laughs> that just wasn't like, my first impression, but you made a good point. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, Mr. Clean is in this game. And I just... I, Everybody I just bald like, into Destiny Universe. I, I just I just hate that. I, I hated that. It just it just didn't make any sense. I'm like, to me, it was like, okay, you used a bald guy. So that means now you're basically using, you know, you're, you're reusing some other image that you've changed you around. You didn't want to spend time this. to put graphics on hair. You just exactly. lost your entire bald listener base, guys. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> and then, and then, my, and then, and then, going into it and playing it, it's like, okay, there's I'm nothing. Going bald. This. <laughs> <laughs> there was just there was nothing. There was nothing in Curse of Osiris that drew me into the game, like the Dark Below. Like the Dark Below, something I liked about it um, in D1 because I'm going to use comparisons here to help. Um, they had little micro events right before um, before. Dark Below dropped. 
And I loved those little micro events because you go to a place and you're trying to fight these little whatevers to get stuff. It happened also in uh, House of Wolves key. as well. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you had those little fun little things to kind of get you pumped up for it. You know, even though that the story story lines in both um, The Dark Below and um, House of Wolves were just so thin, you had these events that were happening right before that had, that got you all hyped up. Yeah. D2 left that out completely. And I'm like, dude, you had a gold mine there. Why are you leaving that out? So there was nothing to really hype me up for Curse of Osiris. Yeah, Curse of Again, Osiris did not help the player base. The no, it, it tanked the player base. Whatsoever. There are a couple little cool things about it, but to be honest, so that by far the worst expansion that has ever come well, from Destiny. Let me, exactly. Let me ask you this to uh, Edgy. Do you think that Bungie's like seriously, do you think that they thought that this was a good expansion and no, they released it? I, I can't see how they would. I really don't. Okay. I mean, I don't know what they're thinking, to be honest. It, like, yeah. we all joke about how, like, oh, thank God Warmind's better than Curse of Osiris, and we always make fun of Mercury. Like, they didn't even let you ride a sparrow because it's so tiny. Like, it's really, really sad. Really sad how bad that expansion was. So, I don't know. I don't know where Oh, wow, they didn't that. even let you drive a sparrow. Yeah, you can't, you, no, you can't, you can't. even drop a, you can't drop a sparrow You in would Mercury literally be able to get from one side of Mercury to the other in about uh, 2.3 seconds. Wow. Yeah. So, it, it, was, <laughs> yeah. it was bad. And, and we... Uh, yeah, we still talk about like what were they thinking. It seems like laziness to me, and either that or they're just looking forward to the next big thing. Or but they they didn't even do anything to hype the next big thing while they were releasing Curse of Osiris. So it was no, just they didn't. it was just bad, <laughs> and I'm totally on board with that. Before we get into War Minds, I mean, it sounds like uh, for you guys, you and Kuiper and everybody playing, that you guys don't even care about um, you know, hey, Bungie's out here that just trying to. They're gonna say they're gonna do this, and they're gonna they're gonna pay fifteen dollars, and it's yeah. so, two things. You know, it doesn't bother you at all. It's like as long as I'm having fun with it, I look. I, don't care. I look at the body of work and the sample size um, that they have produced since Destiny One Vanilla, and every now and then there's a flop, but there's a balance of the flops with the great expansions. And you might argue that there was one great expansion, the Taken King, and everything else has just been, what are you doing? You did great then. What have you done since then? But um, I thought uh, the, um, I'm blanking on the, the Wrath of the Machine, the last D1 expansion. Uh, Iron Lords. Uh, Iron Lords. Rise of Iron. Rise of Iron. Oh, yeah, I was, I was saying the name. I thought, was was fa- I thought that was a fantastic so one. I loved I, Rise of Iron. I thought that one was great. Um, so, I mean... No, I like that one, too. Yeah, I just feel like there's a balance and, uh, you know, there can be think, bad ones. But And should we settle for having a bad expansion every now and then? We're expecting great things from this company. That's probably not fair. But to me, it's like it doesn't worry me if that one came out then. I may not know the reasoning for it, but, you know, I think Warmind has... Uh, Honestly, it made up for it, and then Forsaken's going to be even better. Um, so, yeah, it pissed me off that Osiris was just like lazy as crap. So, 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 so I love I love your statement in there. I love the looking at the whole body of work. I think that's a great idea to look at it. And at one time, I did look at it like that. My one problem is is the whole concept of reliving history, and that's what I feel like we're doing with D two and D one. D1, vanilla, you know, it had a lot of problems, a lot of bugs. They drop 
their dark below to say, oh, this is going to fix it. A lot of people had complaints about the dark below. A lot. They complained about it, said that it was too short, that it was thin on content, all of the same things they said about Curse of Osiris. So basically, D1, D2, dark below, and Curse of Osiris. They're falling in the same line. Mm-hmm. And then and then all of a sudden, in D1, I remember, oh, well, um, the House of Wolves are going to fix a lot of things. It's going to change the game. And did it? Yes, it did. It, it it renewed interest because I remember me and Hollywood had this big gap between the Dark Below and um, House of Wolves that we didn't play. Hmm. And Maybe the same thing I saw. This. <laughs> and the same thing I saw yeah. happen with with Curse of Osiris to Warmon. A big gap, but Warmon did do some good for D two. You can see it in the numbers of players. It, they had an uptick. Escalation Protocol. I haven't got to play much of it, but oh, it seems like a fun thing so to do. Fun. It's it seems like a lot of fun to do. And they had that with they had the same thing with um, House of Wolves. They had the um, Whatchamadoodle, uh, what do they call it? The, Archon's the, the, Forge. Uh, Arch, not Archon's Forge. Archon's Forge came in um, uh, another, it came in um, Are you uh, talking about the one on the Dreadnought? Not on the Dreadnought. It, the Dreadnought came with uh, Taken King. Prison of Elders? Uh, Prison of Elders. Prison of Elders came with House of Wolves. So you had that new event, just like you have Escalation Protocol, a new event. That is a in-game type, type activity. Yeah, it's interesting activities. to compare the two. I and wouldn't then, have thought to and compare then, and, then, and then now look at Forsaken. Forsaken is to be the revitalization, just like they said the Taken King was. Mm-hmm. They're following the same pattern. We're paying for the same pattern. Why in the world would we pay for the same pattern over and over and over? And that's my biggest problem with them right now. Yeah, Once I mean, you if, add everything if, together, is why are we having to relive the past? Why can't right. we? Why can't we make something better? And, you know, and I'm not asking them to give me great content every single time. I yeah. understand you're going to have a flop. I understand that something's not going to work. You're going to have coding errors. You're going to have bugs. You're going to have this. That's great. Be upfront with me. Don't make it seem like you're going to make, you know, you like you're going to improve because you want constant improvement. Yeah. You know, that's you, the only thing that you ask too, for. understand, too, why they have to live off hype, right? It's a business. Oh, yeah. It's a business. You've got to live off hype. Yeah. And, and if you don't live off hype, you you don't go anywhere. And is I it completely deceitful? Absolutely. That. But, I mean, that's that's how politics work. That's how business works. My problem is, is with, with it, though, is I feel like they're not trying to constantly improve and constantly take the next step. Yeah. I feel like they're just wanting to recycle what they did before. Yeah. So just, I mean, because, just because everybody it, does it doesn't mean that it's... Okay. No, do. it, it you, doesn't. Uh, that's look that's at, the world we live in. And yeah, but but still, it, people support that, or you don't. And so mm-hmm. you got games like Fallout Four. You got game, and I've said these same things: Witcher Three, God of War. These are phenomenal games. Mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn. Great mm-hmm. game. I mean, you know, when you put that side all, by all side, all single player games, right? Yep, all single player games. Very much um, so. Uh, even Call of Duty or whatever. I mean, Call of Duty has been like you're saying the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> it doesn't have a for it, But they're not really deceptive. <laughs> Neither does but Fortnite. they did, con- but they but they did constant improvement. Mm-hmm. They yeah, always they made it. They always made it a little better each time. Mm. It just feel, it just feels like with Destiny, you go from D one to D two, and it's like I've already lived D one year three. Why am I going to go to D two and live D one all the way through again? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like you're giving me the same broken promises all the way through. Yeah. So my my advice to anybody that plays video games as something that is a hobby and to enjoy, if you hate a game, don't play it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, 
I agree. Yeah, you know, it's and if you do enjoy it, then enjoy it. If you see like injustices happening where they're scamming people on purpose, mm-hmm. call it out. Like start petitions, you know, get YouTube videos like there's so many, you know, unknown player and Rick Caucus and all of them mm-hmm. that are doing YouTube videos. Call it out, get 100,000 likes and then Bungie is sure as going to listen to it because they know you're pissed off. So Just that that is my exact point with the game that's what i try to do on the podcast i really do is try to call out i believe it is an injustice and yeah. i believe they are scamming and people I, I appreciate on that. purpose and and if you go to youtube now there are a ton of videos look at our uh just some ft ft dobbins or batman dobbins he, all he did was make destiny videos and called it out mm-hmm. over and over and over again do it thousands four hundred thousand likes if you have the energy but, to do that by all means please do but that's what i'm doing because this is my hobby yeah uh, i'm well, doing a podcast well, I mean, on it for guys I mean, hold, well, on, hold on clear let me just make this point okay, real okay. quick uh this is my hobby and that is why i'm so adamant about it because i do the worst thing that could possibly happen is developer is is that destiny makes a ton of money because then what happens then here comes anthem then here comes these other games that were going to do the exact same thing and and i and i'm i'm not i really don't think i'm being uh over the top when i say that if that starts to happen we got we literally buy a 400 dollars cell phone to sit there and play on our tv to where the one that has the most money wins because we got you know not the microtransaction but that's what they're doing is yeah. they're, they're feeding off these little bits and things and that's and, well, and that's what scares me the most about it and that's why I talk about it to this day and any game that's going to come out that's why we talked about Battlefield Two all the time when that came out Anthem now Anthem's making a good turn we're going to talk about it in a good way yeah. all the games are now and and again I don't I don't have a this hate towards destiny or anybody that plays the game yeah uh, i miss playing destiny 2 with all of you guys playing in the raids and stuff like that i love that um that he's like like clear said you kind of go back in the past i don't think mm. they're really trying to improve i mean let me just ask you do you really do you think that destiny 3 is going to be a better game than destiny 2 or do you think they're going to pick up where they left off uh, or do you think they're going to change it 100 percent, yes okay they're going to pick it up where they left off that's what i believed about destiny 2 and that's what a million other people believed as well and then by the drop-off it turns out i don't think that happened yeah so you have an end of one there right you have one example of a drop-off no, no i get the, i got the buy yeah the end of one where everybody bought destiny 2 because yeah. everybody but i mean you gotta i mean let's just be practical everybody thought cool they fixed destiny destiny 2 is going to be awesome and then mm-hmm. it went back in history just like clear saying and then everybody goes no so, and i know games have i drop-offs. wouldn't say everybody I would say uh, what was it? What was the number? Clear. Uh, uh, r- roughly like eighty hundreds of thousands. Uh, l- roughly eighty-five percent of the player base dropped off after after like a month. A month and, or so. and so when you're looking at that, and then Curse of Osiris dropped, and you gained about sixty percent of that eighty-five percent. That expansion didn't help and then very much. All, and then it all went down. So what, and then when you go to Warmind, hang on. And when you go to Warmind, Almost all of those come back, but after Warmon's been out a month, it dropped back down. Yeah, look at the last. Problem. Just look at last weekend. <laughs> um, but what I'm so saying is, it's going to come back. It's going to come what back. What I'm saying is, too. you have an example of end of Destiny One to beginning of Destiny Two, big player drop off, and you're making the assumption that D two to D three is going to be the same thing. I, honestly, I, I don't even see myself necessarily playing D three. I could be in a different place in my life at that point. That would require me being committed to a game more than I have been in anything else. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I have no reason to believe that D3 is going to be terrible. They have a lot to compete with, Anthem being one of them. So if they want to keep a player base, then they better sure as hell step it up. 
But, but the thing is, the thing is with them for all, for for all Anthem is is something that De- De- Destiny has that Anthem doesn't have is PvP. Anthem has no PvP. Yeah, I, yeah. But I mean, I, I guess my point is, um, you know, we talked about them being a business. They use a a very precise psychology and neuroscience, right, to keep people hyped up and locked in and believing their little yep. lies and all this stuff. And, and I, I study addiction and neuroscience. So we, we get doctor edgy now. Yeah, no, and, and <laughs> oh, absolutely. So if, if you ever want to talk about the, the specific things that games do to your brain, we could have a whole other podcast. I'll be happy to join. <laughs> I think that probably would be fun. I think that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I would. Love, and, because... and gaming addiction is actually. Um, a uh, World Health Organization uh, classified disorder now. So we can go into that yes. later. But there are things these companies do, and it is backwards, and it is wrong, and it is what companies have been doing since, you know, the Industrial Revolution to get people to buy their stuff. And it's not right. Anyway, I'm getting on a whole soapbox now, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, I just um, again, if 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 that, I, I really appreciate the passion that you guys have against companies doing that when they have tried to build that trust and when you're trusting them to deliver something that you're going to enjoy. Um, so I hope that that will keep going. Um, but I also hope that you will, and I know you've given them a chance before, um, but keep just keep on the lookout for things to improve if they don't improve then just completely turn your back on them because they don't deserve to keep getting your money well well, once again i mean like i said i have a love-hate relationship with them i basically call destiny my guilty pleasure i still play it (laughs) i don't play it all the time i do play it though i do get on and play it and i have fun with it and i do enjoy it but i still have these problems with it because it's like you have such a great thing you can do um i know this is going to be three months old data but um, I'm looking at Destiny 2 active player base falls from 8.4 million to an estimated 600 to 875k. So that's a huge just fall. How long off ago that was had. that? This was in uh, three months ago, around roughly so, April. So they had eight million in three three months ago. Yeah, they had. Well, they had their uptick. They had a big uptick. They had a wow. lot of people come back, but then they dropped down below a million. I mean, that's a huge drop off. Eight million. Yeah, this is what they're saying on this. I think it they had. I think counts, they had a. Probably. I think they had a sales of. That was the entire life lifespan of it. So uh, I'm reading that they they had some um, they had some estimated. So, uh, let's just let me just talk about this real quick. I got on uh, Facebook um, and, and Twitter, and I said, "Does anybody?" So on Twitter, I said, "Does uh, what do you th- guys think about Destiny 2? I didn't want to say we're doing a podcast on it. I so what do you guys think about Destiny Two? Is it good or terrible? And I had the little survey. Um, I hashtagged it Bungie, hashtag Destiny, hashtag Activision, you know, the whole thing, video games. And one person voted in it. And they voted terrible, which they didn't really tell you anything. But but the point is, the bit that it tells you something is that one person voted in it, which means Bungie's probably not hashtag searched that much now. Um, or, or they just don't care to defend it or tell them to, to so in other words it's like yesterday's news so I think. if you could post something right now that would get a huge sampling of, of people voting on it i would wonder how many people you'd get on it yeah all i had was a few followers but i mean yeah um, i mean but still you hashtagged it and stuff but then we've got 680 on facebook and i posted uh and this is a whole, i mean this doesn't necessarily tell you anything i'm just kind of telling you what happened 
uh, I posted. What do you guys think about Destiny 2? Was it a great game? Was it a terrible game? You know, leave it. I'll, I'll mention on the comment. Nobody commented on it, but, you know, Destiny will throttle back everything that goes out. I don't I didn't check to see how many people viewed it. I would have guessed <laughs> probably 90 of the 680 just because uh, Facebook. So that didn't really tell you much, but we didn't get a lot of response for this. So to me, that kind of tells me that it's kind of like you were saying, if you don't like the game, why would you even care about yeah, saying it? Or if you like it, why would you care about defending it? Most people don't, but to me, it's a different it's a different thing. I've already expressed my passion on it. And yeah, if you've yeah, listened to this podcast totally. at all, you, and I try to avoid talking about it at all on any other podcast because we've talked so much about this game. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to get a different perspective, uh, so I'm glad that we were able to have somebody on here that likes the game and get, got a good perspective with the weapons and stuff that say, hey, it's just a new thing. You just get used to it uh, and you like it more. Um, I do want to I do want to bring this up too, though, because this kind of, and I know I'm going to sound super cynical here because all I've been doing is talking about negative stuff, but Game Informer. I've been reading Game Informer for a long time. It's the GameStop thing. I worked at GameStop back in 2005 or four, and I've been a member of the GameStop deal ever since. I've been getting magazines for 14 years every month um so i read them all the time and this one destiny 2 forsaken's out and there's people that claim and i I don't i don't want to take it this far yet but this one would pull me in that direction that they people pay gamestop for their reviews i don't know if that's true but we got destiny 2 forsaken Mm -hmm. on here all right, after all these Twitter things, does anybody care? I, and, I, and I follow a lot of gamers on Twitter. Nobody says anything about Destiny or stuff like that. So I, I don't know if it's even a, a thing anymore. And there are YouTube videos that say it's, it's not. But I'm reading the, the letters that people write in, and they make it a point. So okay, this one says, where to begin? I'm just going to read this straight out. This is from Jake DeBover, DeBover Jr. <laughs> he says, uh, Destiny 2 is an amazing game. The music is amazing, the art is amazing, but you guys had had to exclude it from your top 50 list when in many people's opinions, Destiny 2 was the game of the year. How about your 10 for 10 Zelda? Tons of people are saying that they're, they've began it a bunch of times and it's way too short. Destiny 2 has everything a game of the year needs. It has a campaign, it has an online multiplayer, it has awesome raids, strikes, and other fun in-game activities. And don't even get me started on no replay value has online multiplayer. Your 10 for 10 Overwatch had nothing but online multiplayer, yet it it, it got game of the year. So, a big praise for Destiny 2 there. Okay, right there. So then we go over here again, uh, and it's, it's just these things have really nothing to do with anything. It says, I quite enjoyed last issue, but I noticed that one of the zombie choices in the Z word quiz was Guardians. Then I looked at the answers and I saw that it matched up with Destiny. I was thoroughly confused because I'm a big Destiny 2 player and I was and it was strange to see that in there. I hope GI staff doesn't hate the Destiny franchise that much or is there a completely different game called Destiny with Zombies in it? Then of course they go in, "Oh, we're big Destiny fans." You know, so it's constantly like popping up pumping up Destiny with these letters. I don't see letters like that in these other magazines where they just constantly <clears throat> pump up a game and then they got a big whole write-up about it that they're going to change everything. And it kind of makes you wonder, like, what are they... It does make me kind of... And again, I don't want to take it that far to where, like, okay, they're trying to pump Destiny 2. How? Why are they trying to pump Destiny 2? <laughs> you know, I, I don't understand it. But that's what I... First Who, things I noticed right off the bat. Yeah, Game Informer. Oh, they're probably getting paid to do it. Like, it big be. dollars. I mean, I know. Cash that could money. be the case. People, <laughs> people claim that. They really do. Oh, I'm sure they but, do. 
Uh, so, but they put those letters in. They say we don't get paid for our views. Okay, great. You don't get paid for your views. You probably get paid for that write up. Get paid though. under the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're, so. they're they're getting paid. They're getting paid for the advertising. And look, yeah. I bet you, I bet you, if you look through that magazine, there's there's Destiny all throughout it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and so and so they're getting so they're getting paid for the advertising. They're advertising for Destiny. Destiny probably paid them to do the article. Yeah. yeah. So of course, yeah. of course, I'm, they're going to sure write that. something. I'm pretty sure so they probably. So, did so they're going to write something nice about it and be positive about it. And they put but, all the letters in there. But I mean, I really think that they need to do a fair view of saying, "Hey, here's the positive, here's the negative, do pros and cons." I really do because that's what I would think what they would do. But was yeah. Destiny Two a fun game? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to say it wasn't a fun game because I play. I put. Uh, I put a couple. You know, I put several hours into it. Game of the year by far, no. There's plenty of other games that are game of the year, and to to the guy's comment, you know, just because you have all of that stuff in it doesn't make you game of the year, you know? Right. It's <laughs> well, that's exactly. If everybody knows yeah, that, I mean, that, right? Now, why did you put that in anyway. there? You, you get all that in there. That's it great. And all, but I mean, look, look at Horizon Zero Dawn. It won game of the year when it was out, and it's only single player, and it's an amazing game. But it's got a compelling storyline. It's got amazing graphics. It's got all of that. It's got replayability. It draws you in. You know, and D one, I really feel like it possibly should have won Game of the Year because it had that for me. But that's for me; that's my opinion. You know, and not everybody shares that opinion. Now, granted, D one, I think that opinion was shared a little more than D two because I do see a lot more negativity toward D two than a D one. I've got uh, most of the forums that I'm in, even the people that are big, huge fans of D two, they still have that have a little bit of hostility towards it. So, well. Anyway, all I'm saying is that hard for me to accept. I know it's video games, fun factor. That's all that matters. It yeah. doesn't matter if it meets if it meets your, um, you know, like Destiny One. Yeah, I'm playing the same content over and over again, but for some reason I'm having fun doing it. I don't hate on it. Uh, so, and yeah, you can see what kind of game it could have been. But I mean, you know, whatever. You can't make a perfect game. Nobody can. Do you think it should have been Game of the Year, Edgy? Um, I don't know what I would call game of the year, but for me, let's see, I've got 541 hours into it. Um, yeah, that's, that's my game of the year. Yeah. So based on, you think it's the best game made that year, you know, maybe not, but based on what you played. uh, Yeah. But if I'm coming from a game informer perspective, um, I, I think games like God of War would, would take the cake for sure. But as far as like, uh, like an online multiplayer, by far, it it should be ranked above anything else. But I mean, uh, if it is really that bad, it shouldn't even be in the conversation, right? Yeah, it was in a conversation, and they actually did rank it within their top fifty. Game Informer did. Yeah, and that was they, that's what they said. No, we actually did do it in our top fifty. Yeah, I don't um, think it should have but, been Game of the Year uh, by like the development that went into it. I don't think so. Yeah. I just know I just know that it's kept me playing, and we haven't even talked about raids and endgame and stuff, and I know we're going long, um, and that is like, to me, that is 99.9% of, of the game, well, like, story, okay, whatever. I will say this real quick about the raids. The raids have always been cool in every Destiny that I've, I didn't play any Destiny 2 raids, but and I didn't play all the Destiny 1 raids, but every time you play a raid, that is the bread and butter of the game, and I don't think anybody would ever argue I think that's that. what they put their time into. Let's real quick talk about that, because that's, okay. that's my one other point of contention with D2. D1, you've got raid after <laughs> raid after raid after raid. Passion coming out. Yeah, D1, you, <laughs> D, D1, you have raid after raid after raid after raid, and then you get to D2, one raid two raid layers and it's like why did you shortchange yourself 
I well, feel like the raid layers. We're not even a year in yet. So D one, you had D one. We weren't even a year in yet. And then you had. Uh, we weren't. We weren't even. We weren't even six months in. And we had two full raids. Yeah, two D2. full raids. And then you go to, and then you add in Archon's Forge, which Prison of Elders. Forge, I'm sorry, Prism Elders, it's which not even was close to being in, a raid. It, it was in-game <laughs> content. It was, it was a lot fun, of fun. Though. It definitely, yeah, it it definitely was. It definitely was. But how many hours did we spend on it? We spent almost as much hours on it as we did some of the raids. Mm. I, mean, I, I know I did because I know with me and Orin and Hollywood, we stayed up many a nights because the way that we all got together as a clan was through Prison of Elders. Yeah. That's when we all started playing together was Prison of Elders because the times we spent I on just, Prison of Elders was dumped so much time in there. When you say Heck, raid I, after raid after raid after raid, based on the entire Destiny 1 saga... I would caution you on comparing this now that is not even a year in yet. Okay, let's just compare. Let's compare from D1 to... Um, Taken King? Uh, to, not even to Taken King. We'll go to... We'll go to... Dark Below? Um, the, the, we'll go to... Well, we need to go to Dark Below. Yeah, sure. We go to Dark Below. We've got two raids. Yep. And D1 and D2, through that same amount of time, one raid. Three raids. One raid. And yeah, it, you call it, it the Leviathan. Raid. It is three separate raids, I assure you. And, and actually, in that same time, you didn't have all three of those. You actually only had a raid layer added to that, one raid layer added to that, because you had your third raid layer, or your second raid layer added in Warmont. It was added on so, May 11th, which is my birthday. And, I remember that. <laughs> and, and that was and that was after Warmond was at, added. Three days later. Yes. And so that means Warmond is out of this conversation. Because we were talking about all the way to Dark Below. Dark Below was dropped in December yep. after that. And so, um, let's see, Curse of Us, Curse of Osiris was dropped in, what, February? Yep. So, you're looking at one. No, they already had a further uh, back content. Yeah. So, they but already had a fur- D1, they had a f- went from the Dark Below to the Taken King without having anything. So, like, if you look at House this, of Wolves. No, a raid. But it's but it, but but I'm sorry. The raid layers are not a raid. All right. Well, listen. It sounds like it had one. It sounds like it had one extra the raid. raid. Layers. They okay. are raids. <laughs> I promise you. All right. So it had one extra raid in the Destiny One. This one has a little bit different take on the raid, and there's so there's three different raids in the same area. Not. They're not even so, in the same area. Okay. I don't know anything about. But I, I think. <laughs> so do you got totally anything against they're the actual? Totally do you got anything different. against the actual raid? Clear. Do what now? You got anything against the actual raid itself? Um, how much? How many of them have you done? I've cleared it once, but I've played all the way through it. The Leviathan. Mm-hmm. I've played through other parts of it all the way through. Uh, I've played other parts of it a lot, but I've only had <laughs> one. Cl- I've only had one clear on Callus. Uh, okay. Um, I'm just trying to remember all of it because it's been so long since I've played that. Um. No, I don't really have any problem with it. I thought it was actually a pretty cool raid, and I really was excited for that raid. But then getting into like the raid lair and everything, and with, and it's not so much and and edgy. I, I I probably understand your point once you explain it a little more. But the whole uh, the whole idea behind the raid layers, and this is even what Destiny, this is what Bungie said. It was to be a shorter, smaller, more compressed easier quote-unquote raid and they wanted to call it a raid lair not a raid and i'm sorry but for me if you're gonna have your company even come out and say that it's not a raid 
that just that that defeats the purpose of that. That even shows to me that they weren't even planning for it to be a raid. They were planning it for it to be a a smaller, minor thing you're just, to a raid. You're just talking about the lack of honesty and how they broke in your trust, and now it looks like they made it, made an effort not to overhype something that's not what it is, and now you're calling it out for being a bad thing. I'm confused. <laughs> Well, I mean, they lied to me. Uh, it's not it's, uh, they broke my trust. Well, no, That's no, no, my no. They, so they said this is not a raid in in the the comparison of what you're used to from a raid being Baltic Glass, Taken King, Dark, mm-hmm. uh, no, the the um the Wrath of the Machine, those kinds of things. So now you have these raid layers which take about the same time commitment, but they have one boss. So I would agree they would not be able to call that a raid in comparison mm-hmm. to what they've had in before where you have you know four or more bosses but they still take the same amount of skill and strategy and um cooperation that the other ones took it's just they have one boss yeah i'm not knocking that i'm not knocking that at all yeah you know i understand i understand that you've got to have the cooperation that's why they call it a raid layer and not just a layer Mm -hmm. you know because they call it a layer then it's like okay it's just another mission another strike whatever you know it's a more advanced strike yeah but they defined it as you don't have as many bosses you don't and you you basically i'm like okay great you did that but you know i'm expecting from the way that you did the past because Mm -hmm. and they didn't that's why they didn't call it a raid I think it's called it's a raid like, layer. It's it's like it's like why didn't you why didn't you give me that raid that they, they is did, expected? That's exactly because, why they didn't call it a raid. <laughs> because well, they, well, well, people are expecting people expect to have a raid when you drop those DLCs because that's how you did it in the past. When you dropped a DLC, you gave us a raid. DLC raid. This time DLC, they didn't raid. say raid. <laughs> and it's just well, that's my thing though. It's like that was one of those shortcomings, and a lot of people have the same beef on that. It's like why didn't you give us a full raid? Why did you stick this on the Leviathan mm-hmm. and Technically, if you look at it from a person's perspective, like Hollywood, if you tell him, "Hey, here's your raid, here's your raid, and here's your raid layers," mm-hmm. and they're all on the Leviathan, they're all on the Leviathan. Yep. And so they're all in the same. They're they're all in essence in the same place. They're all in the same zone. Just like if you dropped into, um, if you dropped onto Earth, you're all in the same. You're in the same area. You're in the same content. Yeah, you have other yeah, things in a big area to grow. They don't on. look alike at all. Oh, I know they don't look alike. But that's the thing is, like, they're all in that same area with the raids in, in the past. You know, you had them on separate different planets, mm-hmm. you know, whole, whole, you know, whole different things. Sure. And I know that, and I've, and I've watched plenty of playthroughs on both the raid layers. They do oh, okay. look like a lot of fun. They do look a lot, a, lot, a lot of fun. They look like a blast. You know, the um, one dude that you have to coordinate your attacks to drop a shield to be able to attack him. I can't remember that one. It's the first raid layer. That's both of them, both Argos and Valkor, you have to do that. Okay. That did not did not know that about him because I've just watched watched very little on the second on the mm-hmm. second raid layer. Yeah, there's I just so much you're gonna first lose one. when you're just watching videos too and Oh yeah, and, I know, know, I know. But I mean it, like I said, it's it, it to me it feels like you know, you gave us a little less and, and you're trying to make this a better game and you're trying to grow the game. I feel like you're not doing what you should to grow the game. And that's my whole contention with making it a raid layer, you know, because I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like if you're going to drop us a big content, a, a, you know, a, a DLC, especially when you were so thin on content Osiris, now you're going to give us a watered down raid. Yeah. Don't have a problem with that, but why give us such thin content and a watered-down raid? Why didn't you spend it's, more time and give us a, a raid? The, the raid is not... So, <laughs> if you look the at the Leviathan, 
the Leviathan plus the two raid layers gives you a full raid. Right? So you have the red, you know, the Leviathan and the two mm-hmm. raid layers. Yeah. Which that in combination is already as big as any other raid that Destiny 1 had to offer. So what they've done is they've spread out an entire themed raid in-game encounter over the amount of months that they've been uh, in Destiny 2 now. So, you know, not even a year and they have this entire uh, raid content set. So, to me, that's not too bad. I mean, if all they had to this point right now was the Eater of Worlds, I'd be like, yeah, that kind of sucks. But if you take them all in combination... Um, there's a lot to that. And Forsaken's, they're, they're promising, and they, they may break your promise, but their promising is going to be bigger than the Taken King um, with this, this new Awoken realm, but it may or may not be. But that's yeah. going to be by year two, they will have had that much raid content. So I'm afraid. I, I'm also afraid, though, with this, though, with the Forsaken, they're not going to put another raid in. I feel like they're going to do another raid layer. No, it like, is, uh, is going to be... If, if it is a raid layer, raid layer, if, if it's going to be a raid layer, and they're saying it's going to be bigger than the Taken King, then that is the most egregious... Li- uh, okay, I will put yeah. this on the table right now. If it is not bigger than a raid layer, then I will quit Destiny. No, I'll tell you what's going to happen with the Forsaken right now. It's going to come out, and it's going to be awesome. And it's going to pick Destiny 2 up, and Destiny 2 is going to be an awesome game. And I mean that. Um, that's what's going to happen. I that hope is so. their pattern. Really well, no, so. that's their pattern. They, just like you said, then if they, it's because they do that, then they're going to release a, de- uh, they're going to go for a year without any other DLC, and then they're going to drop something else later as they what, tri- I mean, try to collect a little bit What's that based on? This one year? No, this is based well, off their Destiny 1 pattern. Well, actually, what's funny about that is, is if you go in and you actually read what they've released and what they've said about what's going on, mm-hmm. there actually is no DLC planned for the next year after exactly, Forsaken. Mm-hmm. They, they even, they've even already admitted that. Yeah, yeah, this is exact because same they, said, they said they said they said that if you pay, did. I played this you game a lot. The, I didn't even know that. <laughs> That's pretty. Sad. Yeah, they said they said they said that when you pay for the pass. It's not a, um, it's not like a season pass where you get extra DLCs. You're gonna get these other like little. Um, it's not even a DLC. It's like different type of event that it's a paid for event throughout mm-hmm. the years. Okay. And there's three yeah, of them. Era racing and so and, on and, and so forth. Oh, so there's well, it's seasons. not gonna, it's, it's se- not gonna be spe- it's nice. Well, I'm just saying it's these little little events like yeah, that. Yeah, but you're, same but, thing. But but you're gonna have to. It's it's it's. It's not like Sparrow Racing. It's something I I, can't, I don't know exactly how Iron to describe Banner it. Iron Banner, some, some, some PvP thing. No, no you're no. yeah, you're thinking about like seasons no. and stuff. No, 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 no. It's it's something. It's something a little different than that. There's three different pieces of it, and it's paid. But there is no DLC. There's not going to be a Dart Below or um. Okay, so there's no expansions for a whole year. That, that's going to come behind that. Yeah, yes, if that's exactly. the case, and I do what I normally do and max light on all three characters within about six weeks, and there's no mm-hmm. expansions coming the next few months, then I'm not going to play for yeah. very long. And and there's not. And that and that's what my fear is, is that they're falling into that groove of the same thing of what they did in the past, and that's yeah. going to hurt them. But the thing that I do like about Forsaken, that I see Forsaken coming in, is they do, they do say that it's going to be bigger. I like the idea of Gambit. Gambit looks awesome. I've seen 
quite a pl- quite a few playthroughs of it, um, and it, it looks like it's just going to be an amazing twist because it's a twist between PVE and PvP. So that looks great. They're adding the new that new content. And the, my biggest problem so far yeah, is it'll probably is get old. Not, to be honest, it would probably get old really quick. Yeah. It probably will yeah. because it, be cool it seems <laughs> it seems very repetitive. I mean, I mean, when you when you look at when you look at what's lining up, it's like okay, how are you going to keep my attention for the next year? It may not. I don't honest. think it's going to. It may, I, it, I really don't D, think it's going to keep it for a couple months. Yeah. Seriously. It did, this but, one didn't keep your attention for very long. So why would no. why would Forsaken? Forsaken will because it's going to. I'm telling you right now. This is my prediction. It's going to leave it just like the Taken King. I Taken King is going to be better than Forsaken. This is my prediction. Okay. It might be, be, but it's going to be better for Forsaken. Well, yeah, but I mean, if, about, if you even. say that now, then Forsaken can never be as good. Because, like, you're no, already I think, doing that. I th- no, I think, I think Forsaken is going to be great. Mm-hmm. I think that Forsaken is going to be great for six weeks, like you said. Mm-hmm. Taken King was not good for six weeks. It was good for months. We've spent so many hours mm-hmm. on that ridiculous raid. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to remember I, I the Taken King raid was then. I don't anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember that Taken King raid was ridiculous, but it was so much yeah. fun cuz we spent so many hours They're a on a lot harder nowadays. Oh yeah, they are. They they're ridiculous. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where I feel like when when you cuz cuz there's there's going to be a comparison thrown out between the Taken King yeah. and Forsaken. Yeah. And I see what you're saying. Right now, I, like the the pattern seems to be lining up, but I don't know if it's that predictable. And right now, what I fear is, is, is what I feel is, is Forsaken isn't going to bring it like the Taken King did. Okay. The reason why I say that is, is because when you were going from um, the House of Wolves to Taken King, you didn't have all these updates in between. Mm. You didn't have these step updates like they're doing now. Now you're having all these step updates that are coming from between Warmon and all the way up to the Forsaken. Yeah. So you're getting all these changes up here. And so it's not going to have such the big effect that we want. Yeah, it's yeah, not going to hit as hard. Go- yeah, you're getting the yeah you're getting the um, loadout changes. You're getting all of these other changes, but it's coming in so many different little small intervals that when Forsaken hits, it's not going to have the effect that Taken King did. Mm. And, and that's why I feel like that's where their patternish one changed a little bit, but they're still falling into the same idea of okay, this is how I make my content work. Yeah, and it's a money. I mean, it gets down to it. It's a money grab. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's, it's like like Edgy stated many times. It's a business. They got to make money, and I I'm uh, they're, they're, make your money. Yeah, making lots. So of does money. Bethesda. So does CD Projekt Red. But they exactly. bring out quality content. But um, here here's why I say well, Destiny. It's not going to be as, as good, it's not going to be as good as for or Taken King because of those things you said, and because we've seen it before. I mean, Destiny One was the first time we've seen it, so we've kind of. We've kind of uh, gotten used to it, but this is going to be one of their better ones to release because they have to get everybody interested again, and they're going to try to run it. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, they're going to run the hype to where they're going to say, you know, hey, we fixed it all. We've been listening to you. Here it is. What you've been waiting for. Bam. And they get everybody hyped, and then I hadn't heard anything about a Destiny 3, but whatever they're going to do next is what they're... They're priming you for whatever they're going to do next. They want you to believe that they figured it out. Or it may totally suck... And you don't play it anymore. Very true. Well, I, see, I my seriously thing, doubt that. My my thing is 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 they've already started the hype train crazy because they pushed it with Gambit, and I mean Gambit's got me kind of looking at it more. And the reason why I say that is because is look look at look at um let's see at E three they had stuff about it at um 
uh, Guardian Con they had, which, I mean, of course, that's their con, so of course they're going to have it, but they had people waiting in line for six-plus hours to play Gambit. So it shows you the game's not it's dead. Not gonna, and I've never it's not going to be that great. <laughs> I've never it's said it was really that dead. But, but the thing is, is there? I think I think that they're actually overhyping Gambit. Well, yeah. Because you've got people like Maisha Sean talking about it. You've got Datto talking about it. You even have Bife talking about it. Bife is a straight Destiny lore person. He's talking if about it. If they can it. get to the level of what Trials of the Nine and Trials of Osiris have been, where it's a super, like... Huge skill gap, PvP, all the streamers are going to get lots and lots and lots of views, then it'll be great. But for the the person that is kind of at the lower middle tier of that PvP skill gap, it'll be alright. I might enjoy watching it, but um, I think it'll be fun, it'll be new, but it's not something to overhype. I think that I think that Trials of the Nine, Trials of well, Trials of the yes, Trials of the Nine. Now, I think Trials of the Nine will stay the one that's the competitive side of it because when you're looking at trying to blend PVE with PVP, I think you're going to end up hurting both your extreme peoples there. Yeah, because you some, got somebody people had that the are, idea of marrying those two things, and it's either going to be great or it's going to flop. It's going to be one of the two. I think it's, it's going to be, be closer to the flop. Yeah, I think really it's going to be pretty forgettable. It'll be fun for like you said the first hour, and then you're going to be like, yeah, okay, I've done it. Well, you know. Yeah. Unless I, they start, unless unless they do a quote unquote paywall there, and the only way you can get some of the really good guns is doing that. Yeah. I mean. So, what would you rate Destiny to as it stands now out of ten, Edgy? I'd give it about an eight. What would you give Destiny one? Uh, probably give it about a seven and a half. Okay, so you like Destiny two a little bit better. Yeah. What about you, Clear? What would you rate them? Honestly, I'd give Destiny one a nine out of ten. Uh, main reason is is because one, um, I, I built a lot of amazing friendships out of Destiny One, and that made the play factor for me just so a much friend more game. Fun. It, it was it was a friend game. It was <laughs> so friend it, game. It was it really was. Too. It was so, it so was so much end game. It, it was it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. Deej did say that, and so <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 catch him on that one. But um, no, Destiny One uh, it, it had such a replayability for me and considering that for that for 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 a very long time it was the only thing that was in my playstation 4 i have to give it a 9 out of 10 all right destiny 2 um, uh 5 out of 10 and so let it's, me just say this too about uh i won't even rank destiny 2 because i hadn't played it destiny 1 i'd probably give it a 7 or 8 but uh to game came informers in all fairness uh i remember when destiny 1 came out and i was telling my friends that work about it and they were like game informer gave it a 6 out of 10 mm. destiny 1 uh so that was their review a six out of ten and i was like there's no way there's no way that that's the way it is and they said yeah because of the content and story blah blah blah. that's before we got into it that big um and so it's the pattern they do the little bitty trickling in of uh the the game here's the hype train for that game a little bit trickling in of dlc and then we're gonna drop the big bomb taking king on you get you all pumped up and they weren't even gonna release rise of iron and then we're gonna suck again yeah, and then they're going to do it again. That's what I mean. That's that's their business model. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Uh, but so that's why I'm leaving Forsaken. Is whether it's going to be good or not, I don't know. But I guarantee they're actually going to try for Forsaken to make it good, not just keep, not just make it just good enough for people to pay for, it, but actually make it good. I want to lead off something you just said too. There was a rumor. I don't know how true it is, but I've heard it through some of the uh, groups that I, that I follow. Um, that yes, Iron the Rise of Iron actually was supposed to be the beginning of D two and not yeah. where D two was. So um, Forsaken honestly yeah. should be called D three because it's just uh, it's just a reboot. 
It really well, it's is. Such a, it's, it's such a change of the game. You know, the Taken King didn't change that that many of the mechanics of Destiny, Destiny 1. This one's changing everything. And I mean, I've never just... said that about Destiny before. Um, when you start introducing something like a whole archetype, like a bow and arrow, and mm-hmm. adding... Uh, how many new supers? Six, nine, something. What you're I, basically you're basically redoing every single super. Yeah, and it, you're making it feel and, you're and it keeping feel all new. the old ones. Exactly. So it's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's and this could be their business model. Let's just let's do something big and then be lazy for a while and That's collect exactly money what it is. And, just, and then do something really then do something bigger than the big thing last time and then collect some more money until we can mm-hmm. stop being lazy again and lose people and then do it again. I don't know. I don't That's know what how I think it is. Works. Just the fact that they have to change it so drastically shows you that they know they got crap. I think could be, um, but but I mean, you know, I don't, well, again, I, I don't mean to just I'm be not, so negative about. I'm it. I'm not gonna lie. For a second, it's gonna pull me back in because they brought weapon. They brought random well, re- weapon rolls. They brought ra- random weapon rolls. Uh, back. Yeah, they're That's doing the that August thirty first, twenty ninth. Yeah, something. yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's just let's go ahead and land this thing, man. Because it's been <laughs> going on for two hours, and I got a headache about Destiny already. Um. <laughs> He's weak. He can't take it. No, I can't take that much destiny, man. I, I stopped playing that a long time Good ago. Good for you. Don't don't even worry about it anymore. <laughs> no, but if you want to play Destiny 2 and pretty much anything that Bungie and Activision, I'm going to go ahead and make the statement now, release, this is the time to get Destiny 2 when Forsaken comes out. Um, that's when you want to get it. And I don't know if they're going to do that thing where, oh, you got to buy all of the content again. It's a $120 game. Remember when they tried to do that little stunt with Destiny 1? And they go, wait, wait, wait. I already got everything why would i need to buy the uh spend 120 dollars again just to get the taken king there's you don't remember y'all don't remember Mm -hmm. that okay go just look it up and see what happened but that was that was going on and then it's changed oh no 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 you're going to be throwing our money at throwing your money at us you don't remember luke smith saying that Mm-mm. Wait till we release it. You're going to be throwing our money at us. Okay. Yeah, well, that's he's kind of sitting on a yacht somewhere right now, drinking a martini. Oh yeah, he, they and did. Everybody life, threw their so money at him. He's except yeah. for Hollywood Cole. Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's anyway. hurting. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so I forgot about releasing the word of the day when we were talking about the contest. So I will go ahead and release the word of the day now. Cleric is the word of the day. C L E R I C. Cleric in honor of the EverQuest podcast and Edge of Thunder's guest appearance here. It's a good word. <laughs> so uh, thank you for being on here, and thank you for shedding some light on this Destiny and Bungie and the whole thing here. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Thank it's, you for your view. I really loved hearing it. I loved hearing the different aspect from, of course, what we have, which is not totally negative, but not also in the best light. And I, I love the intellectual thought that you had on, on, on some of those things. That was That was a... Really awesome to hear that. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're more than welcome anytime. Anytime you need a, a view um, that you're not getting on the forums or on Reddit or on Twitter, um, please let me know because trust me, I gripe about this game all the time. It's like one of my... They, there are a lot of pet peeves that they violate. Um, the server stability, some of the glitches they have, I hate it sometimes. The RNG really pisses me off a lot um so but at the same time like i can offer some of the the enjoyment that i've gotten at it day after day um as well so i'll be happy to to offer that up if you ever have any questions if any of your viewers have questions send them my way yeah and ultimately that's all that matters if you're having fun with the game then that's what it's for yeah enjoying it that's what it's for and you don't have to get into all this media hype and all this 
grabbing all this and that's, that's just like politics that's <laughs> we right. have enough of and that why, <laughs> yeah and exactly well i want to thank you for giving us a true fan view you gave us a true fan of the game view now granted i am a fan of the game but right now i'm a pessimistic fan sure so i, I want to thank you for your true fan view and not a fanboy <laughs> view because that's the, i mean right now if you go on reddit you're either going to get a fanboy or total hate you don't get this yeah. really happy place where okay there's somebody that enjoys it they've got their gripes about it but they enjoy the game and you gave us that view and that was you know that 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 was that's amazing to have well good i'm glad glad i could help out <laughs> and i wanted to thank you clear for giving us your love hate uh relationship with the game there always I was thinking about making that the word of the day either love hate or raid layer <laughs> is that <laughs> hyphenated or does it have a slash in it i'm not sure i'm pushing for space magic there space oh magic. space right. magic would be good <laughs> so just so there's no confusion cleric's the word uh message it to us and uh, don't forget to like the pages and thank you guys this is an extra long one two hours i hope you guys enjoyed it and uh this uh we'll talk to you guys later take care Thanks, guys.